Hello, listening people. Hello! You're listening to Spin Polish Presents Unappreciated Masterpieces. I'm Ryan Slominski. And I'm Bartek. Yes, and we're called Spin Polish because we are always spitting and we both happen to be Polish. Is that not right, Bartek? <coughs> yes. Did you need to cough your answer out there? Just <laughs> was, that a, was that an that attempt was... at a spit? That was me spitting because I'm always spitting. Really. Yeah, that's it. That's it. You nailed it. Like, like Christ on the cross. You just nailed it. Your first guess was cough, so you didn't quite nail it. I didn't but... nail it. I, 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 I'm the Judas of the episode. You, you just already. kind of placed, our trust. just kind of placed Jesus on the cross, but forgot to nail him. So when you like raised it, he kind of just stood there and was like, "Hey, you forgot." That. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Jesus is such a nice guy. He wouldn't want the guy crucifying him to lose his. Job. You'll be like, hey, hey, sir, my left hand's still free. I think you need to just put that one down. And the guy's like, oh man, I completely forgot. Thanks, Jesus. And then that guy became a devoted follower and was the first pope. Yeah, but um, <laughs> but he was also the same guy that stabbed him with the spear of Longinus. So <laughs> yeah, pope. So, Bartek, on Unappreciated Masterpieces, which is the show Wait, we are... Wait, the first Pope was one of his, like, disciples, wasn't it? <laughs> I might... I might not... <laughs> I like how you really cracked onto that now. Uh, it was actually God. It was his own dad who believed oh, in him. So, and him, technically himself. So, yeah, I mean, he always believed in himself, so that's good. Yeah. But we are doing Unappreciated Masterpieces, a podcast about films, not about Jesus, unless Jesus is involved in the film. He could be in today's episode. I don't know. Bartek, on Unappreciated Masterpieces, is it right to say that we do a feature-length audio commentary? Yes, feature-length and a bit before and a bit after. Too. Oh, yeah, yeah, so yeah, like, definitely, you know, definitely. extra material, like side dishes. Like the side dish about Jesus, you know? I mean, in a regular true. podcast, you wouldn't get that. Unless it was about, like, a Jesus-related movie, like, uh, I don't know, like... I guess, <laughs> I guess we could say Passion of the Christ, Passion Pop of the Christ. Yeah, they didn't use Jesus in um, year one. Oh, fuck. Missed opportunity. So, on Unappreciated Masterpieces, we do feature-length audio commentaries for movies that need that discussion. We need them to be talked about. They're not the movies that are completely loved, but they're not the bottom of the barrel. They're not the most hated film. They're not the most loved either. And that's the un- that's a really disappointing thing, isn't it? Because someone put an idea out. They put an idea out to the world. And the people in the world said, yes, that's a great idea. We'll make that into a movie and present that idea to the rest of the world. And the rest of the world said, nah. Well, the rest of the world said, all right, yeah, I don't yeah, give a shit. Yeah, eh, whatever. I mean, eh. Like, but that kind of attitude. You're still, not Tarantino. It's a rejection. Yeah. And that's the that's the tragedy. It's a yeah. It's a is rejection. It's a put down. It's leaving uh, people out. And I feel like we, as heroes of the world, you know, we need to do something about that. You know, you see the Avengers sitting there saving people in made up countries, but we are tackling the real issues. We're talking about movies that no one else wants to talk about. Bartek. What's the unappreciated masterpiece we're covering today? I'm glad you asked me, Ryan, (laughs) because... (laughs) Chill out, Ryan, just chill out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The movie that we are watching today is the classic film Alexander, Okropny, Straszny, Niezbyt Dobry, Bardzo Zły Dzień. Oh, well, Bartek, you got me. I don't speak Polish. 
I think that's what you said. Did you mishear strasznie? Oh. Shit. Look, I know I'm Polish, <laughs> and I don't speak it, though. That's, like, the greatest Greek tragedy... Well, not Greek. Polish tragedy that we have in the world today. And I would say that the movie... Look, if I had to peg it, like, if I had to give a guess... We talked about Jesus already. Mm-hmm. So is this a Steve Carell movie? Mm-hmm. Oh, nailed it. Yep. All right, I'm already halfway there. But I'm, like, it's... <laughs> like, think not so much the Old Testament, kind of like the New one. New Testament. New Testament Steve Carell movie. Oh, of course, of course. Nailed it. Dan in real life. Uh, <laughs> a modern-day story about a poor man who really just wants to get on with his life. So, Ryan, your guess is good, but I think you forgot the fact that the second word was okropne. Ah, <gasps> oh, Anchorman 2. Nailed it. Got it. Okay, well, clearly you misheard the fifth word, which is dobre. Uh, I actually know that one. It, yeah, that's actually the most common one there. It's really... Apart from Alexander. It's... Oh! <laughs> We're watching Dinner for Schmucks. Nailed it. Right, Which is originally right. based on a French movie, which is really interesting, because the French and the Polish, I don't know what their history with each other is. They get along. They do? Yeah. I mean, they both have something in common, which is Nazis. Uh, but don't we all you know, have right, that in you're common? You're dancing around all this. I would say that you're dancing. I've been humoring you, but it's actually kind of terrible, horrible, no good, very bad. Oh! Look, I wouldn't say that about Evan Almighty. It was a very good movie. I think it was a really underrated did sequel you like it more to Bruce than, Almighty. Did you like it more than Bruce? <laughs> of course I did. It was unappreciated. That's true. Also, I think you said prequel? No, a sequel. Oh, okay. I mean, God's in it, so does time really exist? Speaking of God, <laughs> Alexander and the Terrible, Horrible, No Good, Very Bad Day. <gasps> We're doing that great 2014 classic with everyone in it like basically everyone's in it but Bartek but Bartek but but Bartek who's our uh, we have a guest yeah. you know we have a guest here and usually I, I would I, I nearly said it just then who's our guest to you but I feel like I need to take the burden on this so I'll this do time. The, should I do the question then <laughs> yeah yeah sure sure Ryan yeah who's guest why it's none other than the guest from the, one of our greatest episodes, Black Annie, Blanny, uh, my one of my favorite long-term gingers, Conan O'Brien. <laughs> it's great to have you on, Conan. No, it's Madison Carter, Maddie, the Mads Dogs, the Mad- Mads Dogs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so like important that I have multiple. Are you Mad Max? <laughs> What's your middle name? Rose. Rose. I know, it's not really... Jeez, get back on the Titanic, girl. That's a flower! (laughs) (laughs) It was Rose on the Titanic, yeah? Yeah. Is that what Leonardo DiCaprio is called? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I remember... remember. (laughs) You both answered that with... Right, you play play Middle Soul too, you should know this. Of course. (laughs) So, Madison, it's great to have you on. It's been a very long time. You went away for quite some time. She, after we... This is behind-the-scenes info for all you guys out there. We did Black uh, Annie, Black Annie, Blanny, with the amazing Jamie Foxx. Uh, and after that, Madison said to us, she looked Bartek and I straight in the eyes <laughs> through her glasses, because she's ginger, so of course oh, she I get needs it. glasses. Eyes, the two for all Yeah, she's she got yeah. all, all the eyes. She <laughs> said, guys, I'm heading across the road where my boyfriend lives, and I am going to be made dinner from him. He's never made me food before, if... I don't make it back. It means I died. We hadn't heard from her for a very long time. I think it's 
happened a year. I said <laughs> to Madison, <laughs> I said to Madison, I said, I messaged her on Facebook at the start of the year saying, hey, you want to come on the podcast? It's been a very long time. Are you alive? No reply. <laughs> For months. And then I was really depressed. I was like thinking to myself, is there the point of living anymore if Madison's not in the world? What's the point? And as soon as I grabbed the razor and put it next to my wrist, Madison messaged me saying, Ryan, I didn't even see your message. Yes, I'd love to come on. And that's the story of how I'm alive today. Thanks, Madison. I'm glad that you guys cared so much. Did you? I, well, how can we not? Did you pray for me? No, I don't Speak pray. I'm not religious. Uh- <laughs> what? <laughs> You're not nailing it, Ryan. <laughs> Damn it. So, guys. Enough chit and chatter. Let's get this film started. I mean, we're going to do like over an hour of chit chat. So. Shut up. <laughs> Guys at home, what you have to do is get your legal copy of um, Alexander and the Terrible, Horrible, No Good, Very Bad Day. Yes. Get it ready. That's a very long title. So throughout the, throughout the commentary, I'm just going to call it Alexander and the Horrible, Terrible, No Good, Very Bad Day. No. You've got, you've got the terrible. Sorry. I will not. You know what? I was going to make a joke there where I was going to be like, instead of calling it the full title, and then I was going to call it the full title. Mm-hmm. Instead of doing that, we're just going to call it the initials. Uh, a, 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 ah, oh, fuck it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I thought I had a bit here a- for that. A, T, So guys, get your copy ready, because you're going to watch H- this with us as we talk. And N- I'm going to do a G- countdown. V- <laughs> I, I think it's longer in initials. I'm going to do a countdown. And when I say play, you hit play. So, three. Why are you laughing? Two. No, seriously. I was thinking One. Of the, when I you... say go, be ready to throw. When I say go, be ready to throw. Play. So, we are two seconds into this masterpiece. Now five. In case you wanted to be updated. Oh, on the... let's go nine. <laughs> let's go nine. Madison, this film... Oh, look at this. Has many similarities uh, to Annie, the film that we covered in our previous episode with you on it. I said this to Madison before we started the show. So this film has many things in common. One being it also came out in 2014. The list goes on, doesn't that it? That was the year for films, clearly. It really was a good year. Like, that wasn't, that's not like, I, I could sense cynicism there from you. <laughs> but think about it. I actually say 2014 is one of my favorite years for films. That's like when Nightcrawler came out. That's like Black Guardians Annie? of the Galaxy yeah. came out. Blanny came out. You Stop know, everything else. I'm all about Blanny. I mean, why didn't this movie get Steve Carell the Oscar nomination instead of the other film he did that year, which was Foxcatcher? I mean, here's something. We will never know. Have you guys seen Foxcatcher? Nope. No, I have never. You know about it, yeah? Yeah. True story. And Steve Carell wears a lot of creepy makeup in it that makes him look really weird. I like to think that Steve Carell one day came on the set of this kid-friendly movie wearing the makeup and forgetting that he was wearing it. Like, he walked off the other set and walked onto this set. And he was and he freaked everyone out. And that's why she's vomiting right now. Mm. Uh, Madison, Peter Pan. this girl reminds me very much of you. Vomiting. Um, <laughs> why did you see me vomit? Every day. Every day. <laughs> every, every time you talk, it's this word vomits from you. I like how you I like how you're really defensive. Like, when have you seen me vomit? Like you're thinking whenever I even vomited. I don't know, sometimes I black out at least days, guys. She loses days. <laughs> 
So, um, this film is based on a book, isn't it? Yes, it's an adaptation of a book. It's an adaptation, and we love adaptations on this show. Mm. You know, this film has a lot going for it, and one of them is being an adaptation. Mm. A bit of foreshadowing there. Um, uh, Now, Bartek... Hey, look, guys, that's where we're from. No, Bartek, we're from Australia. We're not from some kid's bedside table. (laughs) (laughs) My mistake. Um, I was really happy that it wasn't his sister playing the didgeridoo because women aren't allowed to play didgeridoos. Really? It's a didgeridoo-don't. Oh. <laughs> it's true, though. Nicole Kidman got in lots of trouble for playing a didgeridoo one time. Oh, poor Nicole. It's, a, it's culturally offensive. You're racist. Uh, Bartek, I was going to ask you the great question of your history with this movie. What is it? Um... <clears throat> I'd heard of it. Oh, good. Back in I think 2015. Um, oh, that's alright. I've mentioned it a few times on this show, but I used to watch a show called, well, internet show called Midnight Screenings. Ah, yes, the famous Midnight Screenings. Yep. And that sh- that show, they did an episode on this movie that was like 30 minutes long, and the only thing I remember from it is that the main guy on the show, Brad, was basically. Uh, to use a strong word, demonising it for basically having first world problems. It's about a kid who has a bad day, but he was all like, you know, oh, I've had worse days than this. But there are many people in the world that have worse days than this. And even when I was looking at YouTube comments, um, one of them even said something like, uh, oh, he brought he brought up like the kids in Africa argument. Oh, I love the kids in Africa mm. argument. You know, the classic, they should make their own movies to prove what they're on about. You know, that kind of classic debate so yeah i don't know it's it's an it's a valid argument i think that's one of the downsides of the movie as like for the general of, masses i feel like it's one of those godwin's law arguments though oh uh, yeah like oh you brought up that one all right classic so ryan what's your history with it my history is that um earlier this year mm. i went to uh, a dvd store uh, i won't i won't name names I'm a, I don't want to name any names of DVD stores. I don't, don't want to give them an accidental promotion on this show. <laughs> I don't want to, you know, like, we're very big. And I don't want to promote businesses. But I was there with my good friend Will Brooks, who has been on the show before. And I was looking at all these movies. And there were certain, I don't mean this in a bad way to this film. But there's certain movies that when you see them, I just go, yeah, that's for the show. Like, you automatically know it's an unappreciated masterpiece. And I saw this sitting there in the kids' section next to Nine Lives, (laughs) uh, which also had Jennifer Garner. And uh, this film really could have used Steve Crow turning into a cat, by the way. And I think what made it draw my eye was the interesting design of the poster, where it's the entire family, and they all have something terrible looking on them. Like, the main kid here, Ed Oxenball, who's an Australian actor, by the way, which is great. Melbourne. he does a great American accent. Yeah, yeah, he's a, you know, and he had gum in his hair and his mother and father had like ruffled hair and like, like dirt and crud all over their face and the son, he had like a giant bandaid on his head and he was wearing an ugly tux and, and all that. And then the daughter was just wearing, uh, and the baby's like green face and then the daughter's just fine. So is it? Like, <laughs> she's wearing, she a, was she's wearing a Peter Pan outfit, but she looked fine. Like so was she it, was the one who's like, oh, I'm fine. Was it the shot of them like reacting to the crocodile? Which... No, no, this is like a promo photo, like okay, for the film. Like they're standing against a white background. Because on Wikipedia, <laughs> I, 
on Wikipedia, yeah. on Wikipedia, I think the picture they use is like it's a poster of it, but it's kind of like just there. Sorry, these people. They were close contenders for my favorite characters because I love the fact that it's clearly a mother and daughter both just sing it out to this song with no irony of embarrassing. <laughs> I know. Like it's not embarrassing at all. Like that. These people. Sorry to interrupt, but but these people are all about like you're twelve years. They're twelve years old. It's all about like the social norms. These. Those two. It's yeah. like she's my mum, and I love this song. I'm gonna sing it in they front of all my blonde friends. They don't have bad days. <laughs> in front of all. Of... So, but like, sorry, interrupting. Uh, get back to what you were. Basically, I was just gonna say that Wikipedia had a like picture of a poster for the film, and it was basically just their reaction. To the I hate viral. when I react. Uh, here's the real Madison of the film. The cold-hearted gingery one. <laughs> the cold-hearted bitch. She'll oh, teach us about how you can do a less than three thing. Uh, <laughs> what? Like to, to be oh, a heart. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, I, I, See, I right here. Less you got me there. The oh, less than. Oh, that's heart. But yeah. this time, I thought it, people was telling me to subtract by three. <laughs> like, like subtract with a less than sign. Yeah, like I'm not a mathematician. Like, no, Ryan, Bartek, 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 I'm not a mathematician. I'm a film goer. Okay, <laughs> like when I go to see a great maths film, like A Beautiful Mind, I don't know if he's telling the. I don't know if Russell Crowe's telling the truth or not. But I believe because he has intense eyes. What about he has you? Intense music. And there's and it's intense music. Madison, what about you? What's your history with this film? Um, I just relate to it. <laughs> <laughs> that's your history with it like your so whole one day you related is, to I related it. to it I this relate to it this is just like my See, life a, yeah just in one like I'm like oh I have a crush on that girl everyone's mm-hmm. laughing at me but had you heard of the film is basically what we're asking <laughs> it's based on me oh I see <laughs> she is the terrible uh, <laughs> do you have oh that's actually a good thing to think about actually uh, Madison have we, are we, Alexander, have we had terrible, horrible, no good, very bad days? I think I said it right. That's okay. it, yeah. Um, Nailed it. I'm sure we've all had. Which is a which is also a phrase from Nine Lives, by the way. Nailed it! <laughs> That's what I was thinking of, like, shortly after we did the Jesus thing. Like, oh yeah, Nine Lives. Yeah, I think about Jesus when I think about Nine Lives. Uh, so, yeah, have we been like Alexander? Are we just naturally unlucky? Or had a bad streak in I don't, our life? I don't know if I've had a, a whole day where, like, just a, everything went wrong or anything like that. Oh, I've lucky. certainly had bad things happen to me. And I've heard a story that you've had, Ryan, of a bad day you've had that was just amazing. Um, <sighs> Which one? Uh, let's flick through the album, <laughs> shall we? Uh, shall we talk about the one where I stepped in a pregnant woman's waters? Uh, maybe. I, be- I think that was the day. Uh, or shall we talk about the one where I nearly shit myself? Or shall we talk about the one where it's I remember such one of a the- long list. I remember one of the things in that day was that like you bought a Coke, you brought it to a store, and everyone thought you stole it. Yeah, yeah. The checkout, the woman at the checkout was like, is that from here? And I'm like, no, but it's- I bought it at the food complex. And they're like, can I have a receipt? I'm like, I don't know a receipt and they're like i think you got that i think that's from here and i'm like i'm buying 76 dollars worth of groceries do you think the extra three bucks for this coke is really what i'm after that's how a thief works though like in her defense yeah like petty minor things petty minor things like yeah that's what gets me going like i'm buying a whole lot of groceries little do they know i have a mentos in my pocket (laughs) (laughs) yeah and then i go home and masturbate real hard (laughs) (laughs) Fact, but the mentor still in my pocket. <laughs> uh, what about you, Madison? Bad luck strike you? Oh, I've had some. I've had some shitty days for sure. 
mean, yeah. You know, uh, we were talking about earlier a monologue that I did in drama. And yeah, I talked Madison about... does act, by the way. I do... No one needs to know. She's. No. A... <laughs> I didn't want to bring it up, but she's actually Scarlett Johansson in disguise. I don't wanna... That explains everything. <laughs> so you were saying you, um, you you did monologue in a drama performance? Yeah, and I said that my fish tank exploded, and everyone laughed. It was like. <laughs> But that actually happened to me. <laughs> so I was getting ready to go to uni and the fish tank just like exploded. Was it because of temperature or was it old? I, I don't know. Was I it like it got surprising? Was it a surprisingly cold day and then the glass just couldn't handle it? It was like, goodbye. I'm not sure. I just like, but it was lucky I was there. I saved my fish. You know, I'm glad that your fish are okay. Are they okay? They're still around? No, I died of old age. But, <laughs> no, but it didn't fun, die then. Fun fact, she ate them. Uh, <laughs> talking about people who would eat fish whole, um, Karen from Will and Grace is in this movie. And I'm very glad to see her. She's married in real life to Nick Offerman, who's Ron Swanson in Parks and Rec. Isn't that just amazing? Isn't it? I would love to see their household, in which he's like, here's a piece of wood, because he's really obsessed with wood. And Mm. she'll just be like, I don't care, and like fly on a broom or something. I don't know. I think I might know them from like an episode of... He's a black teacher, by the way. Uh, (laughs) He's not, he's not the number one I'm talking about. You're going to find out because they're also my favorite character. Spoiler alert. I love the black. (laughs) I love the blacks. (laughs) Fun fact, we only get Madison on for movies with movies with black people. But ironically, we started this episode saying like, oh, there's only one black person. (laughs) And then we found out there were like six. No, I found out there was none. And then then it was stated there was one. And we moved our way up to seven. We still, have the <laughs> we're still. So, um, what were we? What were we about? Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, I got obsessed with black people, which is wrong of me. <laughs> it's okay. Let me bring like the whitest person. Like I'm so. Fun pale. fact: she's black, Madison. You know, like. Um, and I have red hair. You can. Uh, we haven't even talked about Philip. This is great. I love that. There's. This is one of those movies in which there's a kid with a surprisingly adult name. Yeah, I mean, we did a movie Zathura where a kid's name was Walter, you and they say called that about him Philip. Yeah, Philip's not a young person's name. It's not. I Thank mean... you, Madison, uh, for agreeing. Bartek, your name's weird enough, so you don't get the real full scope of. I mean, but... normal names, but like yeah, Philip. But you're like... literally like saying one of the Rugrats names. <laughs> yeah, but the Rugrats was made twenty years ago. It was still about babies. Yeah, but see, do you understand? They're like twenty now. Do you understand <laughs> what I mean, age. though? Like, oh, were you saying that Philip's not a young person's name or not an old person's name? It's not a young person's name. Like, you know what I mean? Like today, you never meet kids today called Philip, and if you do, I'm very surprised. Have you guys ever seen Phil of the Future? This is my yeah, Phil of the Future, the alien. I mean, I love that show. No, yeah, I mean, <laughs> but see, he's also from the future, so it's ahead from now. Yeah, maybe it comes back. I love this fashion. teacher, by the way. He was he made me laugh out loud uh, with his he face. Made you LOL. He made me hashtag LOL. Oh damn. <laughs> Which at one point the brother says hashtag. <laughs> Something was it like blessed or something? It's like writing oh, he said hashtag blessed. Uh, I like this guy too. I really thought the guinea pig was gonna do something in the movie, but then I was pleasantly surprised that it just was for this one scene. Yeah, it's so it just like and for the years. poster. Yeah, the- <laughs> and the end. 
Where and this teacher's like, I don't like this. Take it, kid. Yeah, I was very confused about the timeline of the days because he's like, I'm going away on a conference over the weekend. He has this guinea pig. But then the next day, school's still on. So I thought, maybe he took. Is the- this not a Friday? <laughs> Is this maybe, a Thursday? Maybe that teacher doesn't even work there. Yeah, maybe, maybe he took they're the... not a teacher. <laughs> yeah, he's just like, hey, kid, take hey, this guinea pig. Hey, kid, that only Keep you that he's on know. first, yeah. name, ba- first yeah. name basis with. Hey, yeah. well, everyone knows Alexander. It's his terrible, horrible, not very good bad day. Yeah, he's like, oh, don't said have a not. bad day. Fuck. I, I, uh, have we all had this happen to us where we've waited for a parent or someone to pick us up and then they just never do or it's extremely, extremely long period of time? There's like an animal being thrust upon you that you to take care of. I mean, that almost thrust me, but like not <laughs> upon me. I, I've been forgotten once or twice. Yeah. Madison, fun fact, nearly forgot this podcast today. She fell asleep. Uh, <laughs> I had a nap. Had, had, had to be on my game. She had a baby nap. I remember yeah. there was a performance for Year Twelve drama where uh, I told my mom, "Yeah, it's at this time." It was like in the evening, and then when the performance ended, she never turned up, and I got a text from her saying basically, like, "Where are you?" And I was like, "The <laughs> performance." I get my parents were the worst. I would often be sitting there, and they would just never come, so I just have to walk home. Aww. And they would be like. Hey, Ryan. And it would be nothing to them. Like, it wasn't like they forgot. I, well, it was, obviously. But there was that thing I just went, I just don't think they cared enough, to be honest, to do anything about it. Mm. So, so, we'll, make so up for it now. we'll make up for it now by talking about Alexander. Here's something I want to ask. What time of... What meal is this? So he's come home from school. And they're having dinner? It's it's dinner, but, but it's, it's daytime. Maybe it's summer. You know how summer... But I it's could not... S- Mm. I'm not unfamiliar. Oh, but everyone's with... wearing jumpers. I'm not. Yeah, likely. she's wearing denim overalls. Less likely. Um, they I'm just not... eat dinner at five. Yeah. I, I'm not unfamiliar with eating dinner while the sun's still up, but this is really bright. But and it's also you know what I mean for kids. It's like I actually went. Is this the breakfast scene again? Like I actually thought it was because eating Vegemite. Well, yeah, yeah, he's eating Vegemite. But he's eating it for. Dinner. But they've also got mustard on the table, like. I don't know what's and happening like at this dinner. Stuff going on. I'm, yeah, I'm not quite sure. See, there's many things in this movie that I do love, and this is one of the things. Like, you know, you say, "Hey, Ryan, Madison, Bartek, you're you're bad mouthing this movie by questioning that kind of stuff." It's like, no, 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 no. We're praising the movie for this because, to be honest, this is the greatest film ever. Ever made. I know we've done many shows and I've said that exact same comment, but this is the truth. It's like this is the best. <laughs> It's yeah. It's like how there are movies made that purposely make you ask questions, and yeah. that's kind of like the appeal of them. Like David, what's his face? Uh... Dukovny. Yeah, I loved him in X Files. I loved. I said Dukovny. Bartek instantly reacted, and I looked at Madison, blank face, like I don't know who David Dukovny, and I mentioned X Files, like oh yeah, everyone knows Mulder. But yeah, there are films like that that make you ask questions and that's kind of like the appeal because then you get to like analyse them yeah, and write yeah. essays like a dweeb. This is a jigsaw puzzle and we have to solve well, it. I was more so going to say that this film's not trying to be like that, but the uh, fact that it's possible to ask questions about it really means uh, that it goes deeper I than I get what you're surface. saying. It's not. I was wrong. I retract that. <laughs> it's not a jigsaw puzzle. It's a chess game. Yeah. And we have to checkmate it before it checkmates us. <laughs> Maybe it's showing that there is no meal times. Maybe Godot is never going to come. Yeah. And they'll be waiting forever. Maybe. Stuck in bad traffic. So, 
having a nap. So this is a film in which the main character has a terrible life every day. Like he gets bullied. He's not socially conventional. He's he's not with it. His family's kind of embarrassing on a level. But here's the here's the like he has lipstick. Hey, leave him alone. He's, He's from Australia. You know us. You know Australians like Madison. He have pink lips. Okay, it's because they're so close to the sun. We're Polish, so we are different. Guys, you interrupted me. He has. He looks like he the has baby's a... face is pink. I mean, what do you want? You're interrupting me, guys. I, I was gonna say he looks like he has lipsticks, and I like it. That sounds so, now you sound dumb, Brian, don't so you? sexual. And I like it. You feel so dumb, don't you guys? Just You didn't let me finish. And now, now, you, and now you're going to feel embarrassed for the like episode. And I liked and it. And I liked it. Hey, Madison, this 12-year-old boy is pink lips. I like it. No, 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 right. It looks like he has lipstick. <laughs> it looks like he has lipstick, which turns me on. Hey, I just said I like it, Ryan. You're the one who's adding all this sexual stuff to it. Uh, fun fact, he's a nightlight. He's 12 years old. And he's like with his, like, I don't know how old oh, his brother is. <laughs> he's, yeah. he's clearly, I would say, 16. That's when you get your driver's license, yeah? In America, so, you can. Yeah, yeah. Like, he's 16. You get it when you're 16. You can get it when you're 16. In Australia, can't you? you go you for can your... start learning. Yeah, yeah, but that's what he is getting, yeah? No, no, no he's, getting, he's his... getting his actual license. Oh, so license. he's 21. Okay, so yeah. <laughs> I just like skip. He's 21. I'm pretty sure 18 is the age. Okay, 19. You know, he's nearly Are 20. Haggling? He's ne- <laughs> no, but he's in like high school still. He's only going to junior prom, though. Yeah, so he's already 16. He's, I said that! And you guys are like, I don't know, he's going for his full license. It's like, I don't yes, know. He drinks he, coffee. Maybe he's No, that's a sister. Owner. That's a sister. No, look, wait, there's like a there's like a, a mug. Wouldn't it be great if the travel mug? Wouldn't it be great if the nightlight was actually the older brothers? <laughs> he's like, I'm afraid of the dark, dude! He's like, don't turn it off! Don't turn it off, pink lips! Pink lips. <laughs> Pink. They call him Johnny Pinklips. Johnny Pinklips. Why Johnny? This film's Alexander. And those yeah, but like, no it's a nickname. It's a nickname. It's a nickname. Given to him by his parents. <laughs> yeah, hey, Johnny. That's not his name. Little so, sport. This film is about a boy who has terrible days all the time, but here's, here's the twist. His family has great days all the time, and he resents that on a level, so he makes a liar-liar-type birthday wish... And everything changes. Because his birthday wish is, unlike in the film Liar Liar, where the little boy was wishing upon a birthday wish for good reasons, which is to make his dad stop lying, this boy wishes nothing but harm on his family. And he gets it. That's true. Have you guys... Yeah, he wishes for a temporary lack of good. We have all... We're all members of families where, you know, we've got siblings and... Parents, I imagine. Uh, <laughs> fun fact: I was born from the stork. Um, no, have we resented our family in a major way at any points in our lives? Um, I mean, I had like sibling fights with my brother. Um, in terms, but Oscar, of- he's so cool though. I'm clearly I'm on his side in these arguments. Well, it was when we were very. We I talked about this in the Zathura episode. Classic Zathura. 
But um, in terms of the people that I live with in the same house, I wouldn't say that I ever was, like, super mad at anyone. I didn't say mad. Resentful. I know, <laughs> but I'm kind of, like, you know, comparing... To, I wasn't resentful of anyone that I lived with. There were other extended family members that uh, were Classic other extended. With. What about you, Madison? You seem resentful in life. <laughs> you seem like a bitch. Yeah. Um... Uh, Madison, you seem like a warm-hearted person full of resent. <laughs> <laughs> like me. <laughs> like my deck. Have you resented your own family? I don't think so. Wow, you See, guys that's are what squares. I was about. Look at the look at the coffee thing. No, that's why he keeps his condoms. Jeez, Madison, you oh. got to get up to date with the teenage boys and what they're doing. He's about to put it on his penis, and that's why his mum comes in. And she's like, for him to cover up a pimple, he needs to take off his pants. Have you ever had anyone walk in on you? No, I'm. I don't have that experience. I mean, I'm in a relationship, so I like I let my girlfriend walk in, <laughs> but not a parental figure. I have resented my family very much. I resent them a lot, I, but I love them. I think it's a cathartic thing. Like, I mean, I think it's because I grew up very poor, so I resent that. And who do you resent for that? The people who put you in that situation, which are your family. So that's my background of resent. Oh, baby butt. That's my background of resent. For my family, I don't know. I think it's I think it's a natural thing to resent your family from time to time, you know, or have negative feelings towards them. Yeah. And I think that's what this film is really getting at: is not only having negative feelings towards your family, but negative feelings in general. Steve Carell's character is all about positivity, driving the positivity, you know, driving the ship with positivity. Mm-hmm. And his character development in this is really beautiful, in which he learns that no, Steve. You have to have bad in your life because if you don't, then you don't have anything to like make as a as a point of reference for what is truly good. Mm. And I think they all go through this, you know. I think that's the lesson because Alexander forcefully makes them live what is an everyday lifestyle because these rich white people live in this weird bubble of joy. I mean, sure, you may say to me. Hey, but isn't Steve Carell kind of depressed about the fact he hasn't had a job in seven months and is being forced to be the mother figure to this baby? And hey, isn't Jennifer Garner... And isn't Jennifer Garner kind of upset that she doesn't spend time with her child? Sure, you could argue that, but that's looking too deep. They also only have one bathroom. Well, yeah, because they have an upstairs. It's just a classic... When I go to an upstairs house, which I've never had, I imagine you only put the one bathroom <laughs> on the top level. But it's only the one bathroom for everyone. Like, it's not even like... Well, yeah. How rich are these people? They're not rich enough. He's unemployed, so they had to get rid of the second toilet. Yeah. <laughs> you know when you get... You know when your family member loses... Like, when a family member loses a job, you got to, like, strap the belt. You have to get rid of some of the... Uh, essential things for them was the toilet uh sorry sorry emily you can't do a shit in the bottom toilet we got rid of it we sold it to some ukrainian man (laughs) and that's why she's drinking coffee now to get over the toilet fiasco that's fair that is fair so this movie has a lot of famous actors in it steve carell jennifer garner dick van dyke um, Donald Glover, uh, which I can't get over, to be honest. Uh, I actually went, holy crap, Donald Glover's in this? This is a movie where famous people show up, uh, yeah. or semi-famous or well-known people. Like, there's a bit in it yeah. where the uh, the teacher that does the play 
turns up and he's like this English actor that's in films like Pacific Rim and he's in uh, you know other like uh, t- like Dark Knight Rises and mm. all this stuff and I just saw him and I'm just like you're in this like it's How very did they get everyone money uh, is a good one <laughs> I really thought that fun fact I really thought that um, I like the fact that she grabs him there and he's more worried about her hand being near his penis like what a weird thing to be worried about. Yeah, I, I don't... And her reply is, I've seen your penis. I've seen all your penises. And that includes the daughters. I read some complaints in the comments <laughs> like, oh, this is a Disney film and they used the word penis five times or something. And it was often Jennifer Garner's dirty penis mouth. <laughs> 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 Jennifer Garner's the one that was married to Ben Affleck, yeah? I don't know. She was a lecturer. I just think of her like suddenly 30, that's all I can... Ah, uh, 13 going on 30? One or of was the... it suddenly 30? I'd had two titles. Far out! I'm an idiot! I'll just kill myself now! Speaking of killing yourself, one of the things... (laughs) One of the things that I kept reading in the comments was, you know how... Please kill yourself? You know how the older brother has a bandage on his head? Yeah. A lot of the comments were saying, like, oh my god, this predicted 13 reasons why, because apparently he's in that and he has a bandage on his head. Wow. Wow. Look, you know what? 50 Cent have been putting band-aids on. No, no, not 50 Cent. Nelly. Oh, Nelly. No, but I think that... Don't you fucking come into my studio and start not... Not start not recognising Nelly for his contributions to Band-Aid wearing. A prestigious living room studio. (laughs) You come in here. How dare you? You've been dead for a year. You come in here and start... Okay, you've been dead for 11 months. I'm out of Nelly was 2003. 50 Cent is forever. But how dare you? Oh, now I'm angry. Was, I forgot who was wearing Brian, I just sang part of a song. Sorry, oh, gotta breathe. Brian, I just sang part of a song. Oh, now I'm calmer now. I love it. She doesn't even mention the band aid. Well, why would she? She's. Well, she's camouflage is on his head. Yeah, it's like, skin toned. If you you're can't dating see it. someone, you're like, why do you have a band aid? It's because she's got bangs. She's got band aids on her head. High five, bro. Uh, yeah, Madison, as someone who wears band-aids on their face all day, uh, you know what it's like. Other people don't want to comment on it because it's embarrassing. Like, I didn't want to bring it up because Madison has severe facial hair disorder and she, like, <laughs> cuts herself when she shaves. You should put the band-aid under and she's your gonna, eye. And she's put band-aids all over her face. Here's a tip. No, everyone's Here's a tip. Like put some tissue papers on there. You know, it looks yeah. a little less disgusting. No, but if you put band-aids, like, under your eye and stuff, you can pretend you're in an anime or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Madison Fun facts. Need... Fun fact, Madison loves anime, so she now is going to do that when she goes home. <laughs> Every night. Also, Ryan, I think there's a black person in this room, so that make that age. No. Jennifer Garner is white. Oh, dear. Nah. Um, one of my favourite things about Jennifer Garner is... Um, she reminds me very much of the poor woman Sandra Bullock. Mm. What I think about that mm. is Sandra Bullock. Um, Sandra, I love this chick. She never gets her bike back, by the way. Um, I love the fact that Sandra Bullock, uh, Jennifer Garner, and Ryan Reynolds all are the same to me. Where they they've been forced by Hollywood to be the romantic leading people type, but clearly they're more suited to comedy. Mm. Like Sandra Bullock is really great at comedy, like you know, like really talented. And I think Jennifer Garner has the comedy bone in her more, and as does Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds should have always been a comedy actor instead of like a dramatic. Don't actor. people say that about Tom Hanks? Mm, well, no, it's because Tom Hanks started out with a lot of comedies, and then it's like you see him in something like Big, where it's like goofy and fun, even though that movie deals with underage sex issues, which is interesting. Um, 
and depressing stuff, did you see him going big to Philadelphia? You'd be like, what happened to fun Tom Hanks? <laughs> like, Tom Hanks is like this kid that's an adult, and then in the next movie, he's like dying of AIDS. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, but I think these people, you know, these people are more suited. These you know, comedy actors stuck in beautiful bodies, mm. you know, such as myself. And um, they need to do. They need to just say, "Hey, screw it! I'm going to do a comedy." And I love this movie for that because you have Jennifer Garner stretching her comedy bone. When I see her riding a bicycle, I laugh because it's unusual to see Jennifer Garner riding a bicycle. That's true. That's the joke. And you know that's what we got to abide by. But there's a lot of celebrities in this. Do we like the people that are in this movie? I like Jennifer Garner, and I love Steve Carell. He's I just love Steve Carell. I mean, he's just one of those we guys. Probably agree on Steve Carell, yeah. <laughs> not on Jen. <laughs> I'm just not as familiar with. You saw in Nine Lives, didn't you? I saw Nine Lives. Then the answer is yeah. yes. So, um, <laughs> I love Steve Carell. There's something about him. Like, I do see why he got nominated for an Oscar, and I do see why he's like the kind of. Um, weird everyman kind of actor like yeah. he just looks like your average man yeah and growing like up it. huh i like it uh, very sexual for some reason <laughs> i don't know why yeah i i agree with what you're saying there ryan because growing up i always thought of, i didn't even know his name i just knew what steve carell looked like and i was like oh yeah he's that he's a kind of like generic actor but then when i grew up and like i saw him in more roles took a more close look at them i realized this guy's actually hilarious can we pause for a sec my favourite actor is about to appear on the screen. My favourite character in the entire movie. The teacher? High school teacher. <laughs> I even... You know what? I, wrote I, down I, forgot... her, I even wrote down her quotes. She has two quotes that are on the page, and they're the reasons why I love her. She's about to say one. The first one is, because these two are talking and they're being very, you know, high schooly. she walks up really, like, full-on intense, goes, this isn't Gossip Girl, you two. Get back inside, Celia. Yeah, and she and said I, that after, like, she said X, that he says XOXO. Yeah, and yeah. I laughed very hard because there's this middle-aged to later-aged woman coming in very sassily referencing a TV show at the time that were more popular with the younger women. Mm. And I just love the fact that this woman, I actually said this to my girlfriend out loud. I'd like, wouldn't it be great if this woman spoke directly in references? references. (laughs) And then her next line after he destroys all these things here is, let's go Wreck-It Ralph. Principal's (laughs) office now. Okay, I can see why you'd love her. And I loved her because I'm like, this is a Disney movie, so Wreck-It Ralph's a Disney so. It's like, look at her go. Let's go, Wreck-It Ralph. Principal's office now. We never see her again, but I really wanted her to keep appearing in the movie when he did shit. Like, wouldn't it be great if her part-time job was car instructor? uh, Car driving instructor? And then she was there, and she's like, oh, Picasso here. And, like, every time she mentioned something very specific, like, the next time you see her, she'll be like, looks like we've got another edition of War and Peace to deal with here. Like, she goes from... Movies, TV show to movie to literary to music to art. Like it's just like she just recycles through. Like she's just like whatever's popular. Like she'll see the kid and be like, "Well, isn't it the fault in our stars?" Just <laughs> <laughs> like go on this tangent, which also came out in 2014, by the way. Connected universe, I think so. I I loved her. I she guess, was my favorite. Yeah. I guess my only thing with not being able to predict uh, who your favorite character was based on your comments was I. <laughs> I just forgot that she was black, really. Wow, I couldn't... I just forgot I, what... I don't I want to sound racist, race. but I, I couldn't forget because 
it sounds terrible, but she delivered it very... That kind of sassy. That very kind of sassy, older black woman style where she's like, mm-hmm, let's go, Wreck-It Ralph. And I'm just like, thank you. And then she's followed up by Dick Van Dyke, which is the whitest person you could get. And he's like, hey, um, I'm going to read a kid's book. You know, when I go to a uh, book reading, I often get stopped by the book reading police. <laughs> Like, <laughs> how does he not know that she's like the publisher? Because Dick Van Dyke is really old. Yeah, he's not like, all together she's like, with it. Um, I'm from the company, and he's like, "What? I'm gonna read the book now." <laughs> I came here to read. I will do that now. <laughs> she nailed that Dick Van Dyke impersonation. That's almost as good as Bartek's um, Orson Welles. <laughs> I do an Orson Welles. Yeah, you do a great Orson Welles impersonation. I actually said awesome. Um, I do an Orson Welles. You do an Orson Welles. Yeah, it's really great. Could you give us a I've hit? I've never heard myself do it. He's got his guy who made Citizen Kane. <laughs> oh, Citizen Kane. You know what? You know that movie for suckers? <laughs> you know, funny enough, Orson Welles actually had something to say about this film. He did? Yeah. Good for him. What did he say? He said, oh, I can't believe he keeps reading from the book despite the fact that he realises something's wrong. Oh, I should have made this movie. I should have made Alexander and the terrible, horrible, no good, very bad day. Fun fact, your your, your Orson Welles is mixing a lot with your Roger Ebert Um, as time goes on. Oh, shit, you're right. Um, I do the greatest Paul Giamatti impersonation. You want to hear it? It's been a while, actually, Ryan. Go ahead. It's been a while since I've done Paul, so... I'll do I'll do the 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 teacher's line of let's go wreck it Ralph. <clears throat> let's go wreck it Ralph. <laughs> Principal's office now. No, that's my Paul Giamatti. It's very spot on. Only loud speaking Paul. Yeah. Have you ever heard him speak softly? Have you ever heard Paul Giamatti speak softly? That's right, you haven't because there is no Paul whispers movie or something. Yeah. And if he does whisper, it's like when Christopher Walken whispers suddenly, like his voice goes like really deep. That'll be Paul. He'll be like. Ah, respect me! I'm from sideways! Respect me. Uh. <laughs> it'll be very deep. So, Madison. Yes. Mad Dog. Yeah. The Madster. Mm-hmm. Maddie Mad. Mm-hmm. It's a mad, 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 mad world. You're mad? You're young. Yes. Um, are you like these hip Donald Glover types wearing a giant robot hat? <laughs> I'm... I'm so hip. Like, I'm I'm essentially that guy just texting on his giant phone in the background. Yeah, Madison's been texting all all of the people that she knows. All She's of, been tweeting. All of the one person. I She's know. given a tweet. See, look, I'm that guy. Or is it not? I, that's, a ba- that's a baby. That's a baby. Um, <laughs> which is a bit awkward. Played by a little girl. So you. that makes sense. You're a little girl. So, I mean, that nails yeah. it. Uh, Maddie's incredibly tiny. They are the acting roles I go for, guys. It's like we baby actually, one. She actually is singing in a high chair when she does this <laughs> podcast. Isn't Trevor is played great. by... Isn't Trevor played by like twin girls or something? She, she is played by twin girls. Yeah. He is played by twin. <laughs> no, girls. we don't want it. We don't know. We never see the baby's penis, so we don't know if it's a boy baby. They say baby Trevor, but they never say him. They say ah oh, baby Trevor. So Trevor could be a girl's name. It's true. This baby does pee, but Madison's we middle name is actually Madison Trevor Rose, Carla. Like it's a full thing. It's a full. Thing. Like didn't want to mention Trevor because it wouldn't be a surprise for later, but like yeah, it's full on. Also, why didn't these guys say something earlier? Like they were just because like, they want to see a baby die in their office because they're sadistic hipsters. They pretty much they were like, yeah, the planet's dying, so your kid has to as well. <laughs> <laughs> that was a great Donald Glover impersonation. Yeah. 
Um, so they have a cutout of the main character from Mirror's Edge in there. Wow, and that was even before Mirror's Edge happened. So this this movie repredicted was, the future. Yeah, but it was a bit. <laughs> is that it? Is that the character <laughs> on this Skype screen? <laughs> so. I've done a lot of the talking. I'm sorry. I'm really... You know why? I'm really excited by this movie. I watched it last night, and I decided, let's not make notes for this one. I've never really do that. Like, one time... Sometimes I'll stop making notes halfway through because I'm engaged so much. But this one, I said, no, fuck it. Let's not do notes and enjoy it. And I was on the edge of my seat, slapping my knee, laughing, pointing to the screen, going, yes, 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 yes. And I would often go, hey, here's a nightlight, and do the thing where you're, like, riffing on the film. And that's what I loved about this movie. It was accessible. It was easygoing where you can talk over the movie. Oh, they just said he. Fuck. No, they're talking about, like, Alexander, obviously. Uh, (laughs) No, and, uh, you know, this is a movie where you can talk over it and not miss a thing. And I think that's a great thing about a movie like this. This is your quintessential family movie. I enjoyed it. I'm a family of one. You know, I resented, you resent yourself. And I resented my family. Here he is. Sorry. Uh, he looks like a lizard, doesn't he? Um, yeah. Get him back here. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> what was that? That was not very professional. <laughs> <laughs> this is a podcast you wanted to tune in for. Lizard noises. <laughs> that's Maddie's English accent for you. Um, I really love this movie, and that's why I'm talking so much about it. There's like there's so much pent up energy within me. Like, we were really gonna record this podcast at a certain time, and uh, I don't want to spoil anything about behind scenes magic, but uh, Bartek and Madison were late, and I was sitting here just wanting to press play already before they came because this movie. Is so exciting to me. I don't know how you two felt about it. What What did you feel? I thought it was refreshing, especially since I oh. walked in, as I mentioned before, um, hearing only really one negative take on it. Oh, yeah. Mm. What about you, Madison? I watched it last night and I couldn't wait to watch it again. Yeah, without sound? Yes. Because we watched this with subtitles, of course. Ah, oh, thank God, Madison, you know, she was she was really excited. Bartek was excited, too. And I, I went in, you know, to this not knowing anything about it. I didn't know it was based on a book. I didn't know it got negative reviews. That's why I was actually trepidatious. And I call this the, uh, the Carter effect, I'll call it, where we have Madison on. Yeah. <laughs> what was that? Madison just looked at me, raised her eyebrows, and went, mm. Like, very, very hungry she is for recognition. <laughs> the Carter effect, because we chose Annie, and I didn't know anything about it other than it was a black adaptation of Annie. And I, and I hadn't watched Annie before. And then there was this, and they both came out in 2014, and my idea is, if I ever choose movies that have no idea about anything that's kid-friendly in 2014, and we have to have Madison on, they're going to be the greatest films ever made. It's a that's a film. The golden film. The golden film. Can't wait to watch Tusk with you then. Um, oh, so golden. A movie where Justin Long gets turned into a walrus. Uh, yeah. What more do you want from a film? I want to see him as the walrus. <laughs> I, just, I just want to see him in general. I just want to see Justin's Long. Justin's I'm just going to say Australian accents in this. Were they supposed to be Australian, those guys? 
They're the guys later in. Oh, in the, the the Aussie cowboys, the, the Australian strippers, cowboys, the oh. Outback boys, or whatever. The they Outback are. strippers. No, Australian cowboys is what they were called. No, they had the out, word Outback in there. I'm gonna fight you on this, Patrick. So one thing. Australian Outback dancers. So earlier, I think it might have been before we started this episode, Ryan. I told you that. <gasps> the, yeah. In the process of memorizing <laughs> the title of this movie, because it's a lot of adjectives, I mentioned that yeah, there's Alex a reason that, yeah. why I know "terrible" is the first one. Why? Um, I went to the Australian Cowboys' whatever their real name is, their Wikipedia page. Of course you did. Yeah. Mm. Were they real? Yeah. Were they actually Appar- Australian? Yeah, yeah. Wow, man. They're a Vegas, they're a Vegas there act. And they're, yeah, they're, they're really weird. Australian. They're the, um... They're really Australian. They're the direct competition to Chippendales, I think. Yeah. Fuck you, Chippendales. And, um, and in their... The Wikipedia page was just basically a general outline... And, but under, like, the other or the in popular culture section, they're like, it said something like, they made a rare PG appearance in the film <laughs> Alexander and the Terrible. Oh, and the Terrible. Well, talking about Terrible, here's Stifler's mum from Stifler's uh, American mom. Pie. And why I say Terrible is, it's terrible for me because I didn't realise that was her till, the, uh, till quite a while into it because really? she's a bit older now. I know it's like... Bang on. Here's what made me not notice. I've seen her in newer things, so that's not a reason. Okay. Like, I've seen her in Two Broke Girls. Here's why. Stifler's mum, Jennifer Coolidge, who's obviously also in Legally Blonde, God bless her, um, mm. she usually is made up to be a vixen, right? A real sexy. Yeah. In this movie, she's just a woman. So here's why, confuse me, I think of her with really sculpted cheeks, like contour a lot. In this movie, mm. she doesn't have any of that. She's just normal. You know I what I mean? I think of her having like a lot of cleavage on the like, stuff yeah. going on, and she doesn't have any of that. She has big tits in this, obviously, because she has huge bosoms. But well, You can't get rid of that. <laughs> but like, it was her face, I couldn't figure out. I was like, oh, she's really kind of bloated in this. And it's like, oh, no, no, she's just not wearing the... Makeup that makes her look like really sculpted and like like uh, and on and on. And her hair is kind of just more plain. She usually has like absurd Mm. kind of hairstyles. Look at her. She's just like yeah, I'm a woman. She's just a regular lady. And I loved it. I loved it. You know. What are your thoughts on contouring? Uh, to contour. Yeah, on Jennifer Coolidge, I say yes. Uh, (laughs) I don't do it myself. What? Uh, what about you, Madison? Flawless. You're a makeup girl every day. You can't leave the house without it. <laughs> no, I leave the house without makeup. You do? I never used to, and then I got old, and I was like, you know what? Fuck it. <laughs> so you now, became Jennifer Coolidge. I did. Well, that's typical, typical. What like, about you, Bartek? Do you contour? Ryan, I get what I want just by being myself. <laughs> <laughs> he just, like, contours his beard. Just, like, you know, he could. He could manscape. Yeah. Vartek's a manscaper. Naturally, though. Well, I just said... The kids say that he, he like, looks like Zach Galifianakis just, like, the second. Like that. I just said, Ryan, that I get what I want just by being myself. That's such a Jennifer Coolidge thing to say. We should write that on a poster. So, guys, there are many characters. Did you guys have favourites that really stood out? This is a character movie. I like Band-Aid Boy. Oh. Can I forgot what his name is. <laughs> How could you forget Band-Aid Boy? <laughs> Band-Aid Boy. I like Band-Aid Boy. <laughs> it sounds like the weirdest Beastie Boy. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's like you got this one and this one, and then bring it out for the Band-Aid Boys. <laughs> Actually, I just remembered now when she says the whole uh, "put the phone down." I thought she was gonna like give an f bomb at some point. Like, what the fuck? 
but, far down. But then I remembered. Oh, how did she not swear? But then I remembered that. that this is a Disney film, or in other so words, they, she should have said, "Put the penis phone down." Yes. Or in other words, it's a Touchstone Pictures film that is not brave enough to say it's Touchstone Pictures. <laughs> yeah, exactly. In which case, this is three movies in a row, I think. I really... done by this whole company, Disney. Uh, it's a trilogy. Yeah. Oh, no. And I love how this person never stops. <laughs> yeah, like, that was not his fault. Like, that was... No, they were, they're, 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 actually, they're actually parked. Uh, yeah, exactly. It is the other person's fault. Uh, poor Steve. Yeah, yeah. Okay. With Steve Crow, I have a long history with Steve. Uh, him and I, buds. Uh, we go way back. You know, we're pretty. I'm pretty big he was in, in the circle. Uh, he wasn't bewitched, was he? Yeah, as Uncle yes. Arthur. As Uncle Arthur. As someone. As Paul Lynn playing Uncle Arthur. So, Ooh. here's my thing about Steve. I think I mentioned it. I remember being struck by him when I was at the cinema as a child, younger boy, and I saw the poster for The 40 Year Old Virgin. It's very. Oh, a, a is a golden one. And it's a very arresting poster. It's like him in a club. And he's in the center and he's like sitting on a bar stool and he's got like a really white cream colored suit or shirt or something on. And he's drinking from a straw and he's like very awkward. And he reminded me very much. And I thought for a very long time, I just said, Colin Lane from Lano and Woodley's got a movie about being a 40 year old virgin. Cool. Because like they make a lot of jokes about him being a virgin in their TV show, Lano and Woodley. So I was like, of course. And for the longest time, I thought Steve Carell was the Australian comedian, Colin Lane. <laughs> and then I was very disappointed to find out that he was not Colin Aww. Lane. <laughs> and that's when your long history with Steve started. Well, it really started from a misconception. Just that's like my life. <laughs> we both went. We Your both life went direction. of being a family. Yeah. Wow. That was a misconception. <laughs> like Jesus, you know. A blessing. A blessing a upon blessing. the house. Wow. So you were conceived and misconceived. Well, Jesus was misconceived. I, mean, I don't think Mary was planning that one. That was like the best excuse ever. Uh, God made me get pregnant. Oh, okay. They were like, that, that was they my were like, that was my Joseph impersonation. I could say that because my middle name's Joseph. Oh, okay. <laughs> Mine's the Polish equivalent of Peter. Oh, Pizzi. <laughs> what is it? Piotr. Of course, I speak Polish. That was all a lie early on when I said I don't. So, Bartek, this film's about a lot of positive things. Yeah, it's kind of like um, when we did the movie Snow Day. It was kind of about like all these different family members doing their own thing. But I think this one kind of differs because I think from this point onwards, it's kind of like they're together. Yeah. It's, a, it's like a team movie. You know what I mean? Like, like they a are team? a team. Yeah. Like, like they are the, the mighty ducks. They're all in this together. They're hashtag blessed. This is hashtag not a sports movie, sports movie. You know like, what I mean? Like high school musical. High School Steve! <laughs> I would watch that movie. High School Steve. High School Steve, where it's Steve Carell playing a teenager and there's no, like, joke, that's it. Like, <laughs> like him being like, Mom! <laughs> and his dad is played by Steve Colbert. <laughs> oh, Did you know Stephen Colbert and Steve Carell used to be on The Daily Show and they used to have this segment in which it was, like, Steve versus Steve or something and they both 
wore the exact same clothes because they're very similar looking, like black hair, mm-hmm. plain looking guy, but one had glasses and that's the difference. And they both just shared the same opinion, but one more aggressive, like, but they tried to out-aggressive each other, the same opinion. Mm. So it's like if Bartek's like, I like, I like this movie. I like, I like this movie too. And then Bartek's like, I like this movie. It's like, no, I like it. And that that's it. It's like Steve Carell and Steve Colbert are the Sounds same. Sounds like a very Bartek thing to do. It's classic Steve Carell. You know, um... So, this film's about positivity. And as drama people, we can relate to this whole scene. I've gotten high on cough medicine and walked on stage. Some say that's every episode. Walked on stage, Ryan? Hold on. Hold on. (laughs) She did technically walk onto a stage to climb up a stage. That's true. Some say, Ryan, you getting high on cough medicine and doing a show sounds like every episode of Spit and Polish. And you're Mm. right. Except for it's not cough medicine, it's hardcore narcotics. Um, <laughs> that's the trick to showbiz, kids. Get drugged up. Yeah, so we're not talking cough, we're talking like full-on wheezing. Yeah. I'm even talking about some Sudafed. That's the hard shit. You know, sometimes it's really hard to like tie off the veins to get the insulin in, but once you do... Tie off the veins... <laughs> That's, oh, a, that's a phrase, Madison. You're not up with the drug I'm culture. Not, I'm not up. I only... She's I'm down. Down. <laughs> so down. She's so down with the drug do culture. You... Madison is, in fact, my dealer. Do you go up to dealers and ask for one drug, please? I'd like one crack rock, please. Yeah, I'm like, just the one. One weed. <laughs> one weed. I'm like, please give me one weed for my weekend. Ah, well, that would cover her. She is very small, after all. Okay, like, I am the size of an infant. One weed, please. (laughs) (laughs) So, guys, I'm going to ask you a question. This movie took a lot of twists and a lot of turns, and we all entered it not having seen it before. Um, I'll get you to kind of head this conversation, Mad Dog. Um, did this movie surprise you in any way? Did you get anything that you expected from the box? Um, I think it's full of surprises. Personally, this is one of my favourite scenes, because I kind of want to do that, and I never have. Get high? Beat up Captain Hook? (laughs) Both of those things. (laughs) Beyond, oh, oh, oh. Act in front of an audience. Yeah, yeah. got it. <laughs> I've always wanted to be in a middle school play, and I never was. No, was I? Because I was so tiny. Really? Yeah. And no one liked me. She was the size of a sperm. Was. <laughs> I no was. No one a, could even. I was hear. a late bloomer. <laughs> <laughs> She's still blooming now in front of our very eyes. But no, seriously, is there anything in this movie that really did take you by surprise? Um, the petting zoo at the end. Ah, yes. Yes, I, I did mention there was foreshadowing earlier about the first thing is like, what's the animal? And then the first shot after the opening credits was a toy crocodile. And mm. I'm like, it's a crocodile. Wouldn't it have been a great surprise that it was actually former Prime Minister John Howard just on the ground with his bushy eyebrows being like, no, like, workplace labour laws. <laughs> That's a question though, because he's so obsessed with Australia. Was he obsessed with the current Prime Minister at the time, Mr. Tony Abbott? No, was Tony current in 2014 or was it Julia? Well, it was a year after the 2013 election. Oh, but dude, dude, Australia's had like 17 prime ministers in like 10 years. Yeah, but Tony did have at least two years. We still got Kevin Rudd, yeah? (laughs) (laughs) No, we've got Kevin. Kevin 017. the, the, The bull that keeps turning. Oh, Julia, you got it, nailed it. Gough Whitlam? 
<laughs> I told some people at my high school, I was like, yeah, Julia Gillard's my mom. It's <laughs> not <laughs> because you're short. <laughs> like, like some people, they're like, "Oh, like, I'm sorry." Like, like I I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Your mum's the most powerful woman in Australia at the time. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I was like, "Don't make fun of my mum." <laughs> Why were they making fun of her? Did you go to an all conservative school? I went to an all girls school. Oh, all girls <laughs> conservative? <laughs> well, you tell do me. Do you know that. girls? They're conservative. No, just end with, "Do you know girls?" Please, I need to know. Yeah. I, I don't know <laughs> I any. I need to meet some. I don't know any. Mad, Mad's not a girl. She's still, like, developing as a species. So we don't even know. I'm like my own thing. Yeah, it's, you know, Madison's an it, not a, a she. I feel like it's so rude. It's so raven. Oh, yep, I it's did that. It's a me. I know, I'm <laughs> right. So, Bartek, what about you? Did this movie stab you in the back with any twists, turns, surprise you, give you a little bit of a hard one? I su- <laughs> On a more meta level, I suppose there was a point, I think we've already passed it, I, I think it was when the family kind of gets together and I mentioned it becomes... You know, a team. The fa- yeah, you mentioned the team bit, but I mentioned like a family film. They become a comradeship. Um, I noticed a camaraderie. Sorry, I noticed that it seemed comrade. Yeah, relax. It seemed like the movie was about to end, but there was still like forty minutes left. And this is a short movie. Yeah, it's really short. It's I think just under ninety minutes. Wouldn't it be great if the movie did end there and it was like forty minutes of credits? <laughs> yeah, they were just like, we're done now. They like we are finished now. The credits of the book, the credits of the animated short, and yeah, the yeah. credits of us talking about it in the future. Yeah, yeah. Mm. This family's happy. There's all you need to know. The credit of all the YouTube commenters and IMDb reviews. Oh boy. I'm excited. Ooh, foreshadowing. Uh, for, no, I'm just saying I'm excited like Big Kev would. Uh, the famous oh, Australian chef slash seller of sauce. <laughs> Big no. Kev. I'm excited. Did he have a heart attack? I feel like he, he did from being too excited. <laughs> he was in a guest appearance of the best guest appearances that Fat Pizza ever had. He played Big oh. Kev in Fat Pizza and he was having an orgy. With his neighbors, mm. a sixty like a swinger sixty nine going on, and he's saying, "I'm excited," as he's fucking other people, and then he has a heart attack from putting too much exertion in, and then that happened in real life. I mean, he didn't die in Norgy, but uh, maybe I don't know. No one knows. I'm not a Kev expert. I don't. It's a mystery. I'm not a part of the Kevtology, but you're <laughs> I mean, not a Kevologist. I'm unfortunately not. I'm more of that weird, creepy guy that hosted... That weird, creepy gay guy that hosted Ready, Steady, Cook at 2 o'clock in the afternoon on Channel 10 on Australian TV. And he was like, you got your five ingredients. And he would always touch... This is true. I know we're diverging from the movie. You other listeners from other countries may not get the references. Okay. Because Alexander doesn't talk about it. Let's nail it down. There was a show called Ready, Steady, Cook, and there was this really super creepy gayish man. Can't say gay because he was actually not in real life. Fun fact. Uh, or maybe he is very flamboyant man and he would always be touching physically the male contestants of this cooking show and he would always be like grabbing their biceps and being like oh you're strong and it was very weird because it's one of these it's one of these shows and I think this movie applies to this time bracket you know when you're on TV you know when you're younger at least and you're channel surfing you're home from a day of school for some reason or it's the holidays and you're like what's on at two o'clock Mm. And it's always something, and there's always these weird movies, like, about, like, oh, this woman has four legs, how does she deal with it? You know, that kind of thing? And then you have, like, the reality shows that are on that nobody pays attention to, so they get away with so much. 
that kind of thing. And I think this movie fits the two o'clock on a Thursday during school bracket. Us, like kids who are this old has... enough to go to school, they would catch it maybe. Yeah, because there's many, but there's also weird because there's many penis references. Yeah. There's lots of like, Steve Carell gets burnt, yeah. He gets burnt. His arms catch fire, which surprised me actually. And um, mm. he reacts normally. He puts his arms in the thing. But then throughout the rest of the movie, his arms are actually seared. Like they're red with scabs. Oh. All over them. Like, be yeah, burns. A normal movie would just have it like, oh, his pirate blouse, his shirt's got burns on or it. He, or and he's then like that's covered it. in soot or something. Yeah, and that's yeah. it. But if you actually watch this movie, this movie takes the extra mile. Those makeup ladies. Jumping back. No, Ryan, he actually burned himself. <laughs> Steve Crow was a stuntman. <laughs> jumping back, Ryan, you mentioned the whole thing with social norms and like those two. Yeah, is this normal? Yeah, I was about to say, <laughs> this, this is sort of like that. Well, you know, often on my life, I would just, you know, when, when Madison would come over to my house, because we are, of course, lifelong friends. <laughs> Even when she was dead and you didn't know where she was? No, no, dead? like she was a dead long friend then. Oh, I, uh, I was alive still. Madison would come over and my dad would just say, blah, 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 blah. And then we would all start going, blah, 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 blah. And Madison would just stand there just going, what? And then then she realized eventually that she has to add in her part. And her part was, guys. And that's when we had the... And then our family, we were called the Jacksons back then. Yeah. (laughs) Released an amazing album. The five of us. Yeah. Teamed up. And I had this, you know, and after it all was said and done, I resent my family for showbiz. And, you know, Madison's great and all. She went to the Super Bowl and Justin Timberlake ripped off her top and nipple blades were shown to everyone. That was embarrassing. And I've had a great, I personally have had a great solo career. I've really changed. You know, in my earlier days, I was really black. And now I'm more, like, light. Just lighting it up. I'm lighting it up. So this was my favorite scene, by the way. I enjoyed this scene incessantly. It went in every direction I wanted it to. Like, there's a bit in this where Steve Carell says the perfect comment about having a pirate shirt, mm. which is, yar. And I actually, and they all stood there, paused, and I just said, fuck you, that's the best reply. And then they laughed. Embraced it. And then they laughed, and I said, no, okay, I'll retract that. But then there's a bit later in which he burns himself, puts his arms in the fish tank, and I said, best option best option and then he turns around and goes at least i still have me arms and i'm like best reply and no one reacted to it and i'm like poor steve but then the twist was that you know they were still like taking it in and later on they're like you got the job it was one of those jokes in which it took them a while to get it like you know what i mean like they Mm. they needed to think about it yeah. They actually went back and Skyped their friend in Japan about it. And he was like, oh, it's a funny joke. And they're like, oh, duh. Now, when you, say, when you say they needed to think about it, are you talking about them specifically or it's like No, the entire world? restaurant. The entire restaurant all went back to Donald Glover's house. <laughs> they went, we need to think about this one. Because I, I feel like... <laughs> now, when he said me, did he mean it like on purpose or was he just too flustered from being caught fire upon and then and then it's like yeah, have you seen the martian donald glover plays like a, a stoner scientist kind of guy and he figures out how to bring them home and whatever mark uh not mark Wahlberg, uh matt damon home and uh he's like use he writes on all over the whiteboard is that character in this movie as well and he's like 
what's the joke? Play it at me. And they're like, at least me arms. Uh, at least I still have me arms. Now, is it the me or the I'm? You know, at least there's like, I'm still got me arms. It's like, what is it? And they're like cracking it all night. I think that's the reason why this film's unappreciated. There's too many jokes like that. Too many subtle moments to get the general masses' attention. You know, I think all the actors are doing great. Eddie Oxenball as Alexander. I really liked him because I found him emotionally on point. I didn't find him annoying. Mm. He didn't... I mean, he like does... Like Bartek, I find him annoying. He does whine, but it's not like... Yeah, he doesn't It's justified. It. Yeah. And he doesn't keep doing it throughout the movie. Like, he learns to lighten up. And he... Here's what I like. He doesn't take glee in his family's misery. He apologizes for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah but Even like, when they're like, that's not what happened. Oh, but he does that later. But, like, you know, like, the first instances... When he first sees the first thing, which is his sister's very sick, he doesn't smile... He doesn't give a wicked kind of glee. He actually looks concerned. It was like, oh no, what have I done? I like it. This is a character that had one moment of, you know, being bad in a moral sense. He, was, and and, he wasn't but, in a good but, mood at the time. Yeah, think. exactly. Yeah. But it's justified. It's not like he's taking glee in what he's done. Yeah, like he, here, he's yeah. not showing like any here, real like. signs of sociopathy, even though when you, like, describe the And he's things... young enough to be childish in that manner yeah yeah uh, but like <laughs> that guy's face sorry like he just set him on fire and he's like oh no oh, shit like yeah he was actually like oh no no he was the first one to be like that's on fire <laughs> this kid's on it if your dad was on fire would you be the first to call it probably not if i was across the room yeah you've got bad eyesight but also like <laughs> everyone else was just like oh yeah it's just a man on fire don't worry about it no yeah, well i guess we've got to get back to my uh, sushi <laughs> Sushi. Look, sushi, sorry. Sushi. See, his arms are, like, seared and there's, like, scabs oh, and stuff. Like, like they that... actually went out of their way. Like, he needs medical attention. He clearly needs at least an ointment or a cream. He needs some savlon. You know what they're going to do. You know what he's going to do, though, don't you? He's going to go to a supermarket and steal a Mentos Look. while buying $99 worth of groceries. And then he's just going to beat one out and put that on his bones. Did you know semen's really good for burns? I, I didn't. You should try it. I don't burn much. Well, Bartek, <laughs> could you get the hot iron that we have in the corner? And we're going to try this experiment out now. Luckily, I prepared a sample earlier. <laughs> I was like... <laughs> All right, I'm going to press it on. Ow! Why okay. did I do it to myself? Okay, now you, now you can jerk on your own injuries. We only prepare our cum for it? Madison, okay? Oh, She's God. the only pre-prepared semen guests that we have on the show, but if right? I'm, You're on. the only one. This is what happens when you're dead for a year. Hold on. You if get we only... semen waiting for you at the other end. But if we only... Are you, like, doing it over the thought of me being dead? No, not over the thought. You're like, yes. Under the thought. But right, if, like... if we only prepare it for her, how am I going to use it on myself? No, I, no. You I'll have to make your to you. own now. No, no, don't give him oh, yours. I can't, oh, I can't use the big You're not sharing back. semen, okay? Like, <laughs> this is a one... You can I don't really need it. She it. needs it for her severe burns <laughs> that she's about to get, all right? Like, what happens if you burn, Madison? Like, you're a ginger. You're natural to that. It's okay. I'm dating someone for that. It's all good. No, 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 it's not, it's not making it sexual, okay, it's a service, it's like, you know, it's like if you were homeless and I gave you a dollar, yeah, 
it would be really annoying if you're like, no, I don't need this. I've got a boyfriend that can collect dollars for me. It would be like the most heartbreaking thing. Well, Madison, um, Madison don't. Organic. <laughs> organic and vegan. So. D- don't tell Ryan Madison, but I'm, gonna, I'm about to burn him. Right, don't three, burn me. two, one. Oh my God, he's impervious to pain. <laughs> I grew up in the country, son. Oh. I don't feel things. That's well, a bit of a, uh, you know... Unfeeling bastard, isn't he? I'll feel it later, like in my dreams. Mm. I'll remember it and be like, oh. <laughs> oh so it's kind of like an opposite of a phantom pain. It's like a real pain. It's a real pain that I give phantom, like, ignorance to. <laughs> well, have you ever felt heartache talking about pain? This guy that was really great that you said heartache. I thought you said, have you ever felt hard? And I'm like, what? Oh, I is this the hashtag? Can we no. not do this? Hashtag feeling hard. I know, heartache, because Band-Aid Boy just broke up with Celia. I have felt heartache. Uh, I'm in a relationship, feel it every day. <laughs> Lucky she what? Listen to it. You're right. She doesn't listen to the podcast. The main reason I have heartache. <laughs> uh, it actually is true. I'll have an argument with my girlfriend who's like 30 episodes behind. And I'll be like, you don't listen to the podcast. How are those people in the rest of the world supposed to be led by your example? Does she listen to your family's music and your solo music? Yes. Okay. She's a big Jackson fan. Who isn't? Um... Racists. <laughs> Darn racists. So, this is now the start of the movie. Like, this is a bit... Oh, where actually, Ryan, start. I think we're over an hour in. No, actually, we are precisely an hour and six minutes in. So we just... Oh, my God! It's a dog! It's a, <laughs> it's a big, fluffy dog! I, I would have called it a scarce, was it? question is, is it an alligator or... It's a crocodile. It's a crocodile, but hold they on u- to that though. By the way. But they used an alligator. Did they use an alligator? It, yeah, because it's more easy to work with and it's, it's not as aggressive. Yeah, but look how like... fat it is. That's CGI. No, that's a real one. <laughs> well, no, like I just said, they used an actual alligator instead of a. Crocodile. Did they? But you know, you know when they opened the door, that Rah. that crocodile was a lot smaller. <laughs> yeah, well, you know why? Because it's a point of view shot. I'm actually not. It's like. <sighs> I actually never got the memo of how to tell the difference. Like, well, here's the difference: crocodiles fuck you up, and alligators run away. Yeah, but like, um, no, that's a real good one. Like me. But what if I'm like really far <laughs> away? So, uh, is this I Steve? Hold on, we've got Steve Irwin here on the show. Me. Thank God you're alive. What's the difference between alligators and crocodiles again? <laughs> alligators go me. <laughs> yeah, and crocodiles go what? Raw. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were gonna do it like that. <laughs> Thanks, Steve. Now go back to being dead. Um. <laughs> I have kids. You know, when Steve Irwin died, I honestly was like, about time. You know what I mean? No, no, you know what I mean. Like, it's like, it's not a shock when he died. It was a shock how he died. Like, oh, so that's was... what killed him, he not like, like a crocodile. He should have by a crocodile. Like, or, that, I feel like that's the way he Or to he should have been like, wouldn't it be great if, great. Wouldn't it be great if Steve Irwin died from a sneeze? And <laughs> he sneezed really hard and fell off something. Or like, like he died sleep. the most pansy way. But instead, no, Stingray got him. Luckily, we have Bindi Irwin on the show to give us her opinion on that. Hi, guys. It's me, Bindi. Do you want to see me dance? You're named after a crocodile. How do you feel about that? Bindi's a crocodile? It actually was. No, Bindi is a Bindi eye. A Bindi eye? (laughs) They get caught. It's a Bindi eye! (laughs) A Bindi eye's a thorn. 
Is I'm it? very. Do you know Bindi? Did you know? Hey, Bindi. <laughs> Bindi. Where did Bindi go? Bindi. She's, yes. She's did you know pretty. you're called Bindi because you're very thorny? Oh, I thought it was because I'm very horny. Oh Whoa, she's like, Bindi. She's like twelve. She's actually twenty years old. I mean, come on. what? She's old. She was old enough 20. to. She was old enough to go on. So you think you can dance or the dance or X Factor? She was old enough. <laughs> Or Australian Idol, or whatever it was. She danced. Whatever an Australian... Sh- oh, that's actually Steve Coe doing that. Fun fact. Yeah. I haven't seen a kangaroo this well animated since Kangaroo, kangaroo Jack. Jack. Oh. No, I was actually going to say something completely different, but now I can't think of the movie. Thanks, Bartek. Trauma- kangaroo Jack 2, the completely animated cartoon version. Was it called 2? It was called Kangaroo Jack Down Under. Kangaroos are so dangerous. Did you guys know that? Yes. I've seen a kangaroo fight a reindeer and I've seen a kangaroo fight a cat. I've watched Looney Tunes. <laughs> In real life. In real life. How did the cat go down? Uh, the cat, well, he survived, the cat. It, it was lucky because the cat kind of grabbed onto the foot instead uh... of being propelled from it. Like, that's how it survived. It grabbed onto it. So it's like if I punched you right now, which I will, for a visual medium of punching, I will do it on an audio-based podcast. <laughs> so, you know, if I punched you like this, oh. yeah, you go, ow. But if I punched you and your head went with the punch, like you moved your head along with a punch, it wouldn't hurt as much like this. That was totally fine. Yeah, in <laughs> fact. And then, you know, that was totally fine. Harder next time. Oh, that was actually quite nice. <laughs> yeah. It's like a massage. Is now we know what Madison likes. Being punched. <laughs> Only if I go with oh, it. Oh, look, the... the I didn't even back. know that it made another appearance. Yeah. Did you I notice did. I didn't come back after the crocodile came in there? <laughs> so we never see it again after the crocodile? We see it in poop form. We also <laughs> see it in the credits. These guys are like, we go to the gym. No, they actually don't. They actually naturally like that because they're from Australia. Mm-hmm. Australian men are naturally buff. All Australian cowboys are outback boys. In the in this, they're called cowboys, aren't they? There's a something outback boys, something well, outback cowboys, something yeah. with the outback. I'm not crazy. I thought it was. Australian I mean, I'm crazy, cowboys. but like not that kind of crazy. Oh, look at his arms; they're still like so. Yeah, bad. see, like they really dedicate. Like he didn't. He needs this to is change like, his shirt and get medical. He attention. should be bleeding. Hold on, did you guys also know? And I don't, I don't want to like blow your minds or anything, but the you can Trevor, he's still green on the face after all this time. Wow, did you know Philip still has chicken pox, and that's not very good for a kid that's twelve years old. But he's a dick. Like no, Philip was okay. You know, like Philip was gonna have fondue, and he had ADHD. That was something I really liked where they just went. I'm friends with Phil. Him and I both have ADHD. And I'm like, what an interesting thing to comment. Yeah, like... Mm. And then you go, hey, maybe Phil isn't that bad. Like, hey, I went to school, high school, with kid who had ADHD, and he was not popular at all. He was very much picked upon. So I find it really great that this movie's saying, hey, you know, people, kids these days, we should try and make them, you know, like people with, that are different. You know, Philip mm. has ADHD, and he's the popular kid. Isn't that interesting? This film's really pushing the boundaries. Fascinating. This film also was around the time that Jennifer Garner broke up with Ben Affleck. And she was like, time to do a fantastic movie. Nine Lives. <laughs> 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 My, that was 2016. Yeah, that was a movie she did after. 
Like, you know. All right, didn't we have a theory that it was made like 20 years ago or like yeah. 15 years ago? It's made 15 years ago. <laughs> um, no, and I think what happened is, you know, I, I always had this, my my uh, my brother-in-law-ish figure was like, hey man, Jennifer Garner and Ben Affleck are broken up. You know what this means. You know what it means. It means one of them's gay. And of course, I just said, I didn't know Jennifer Garner was gay. <laughs> Because there's that thing where Ben Affleck gets shit on upon for being apparently a closeted homosexual. I'm like, no, it's clearly Jennifer Garner. She clearly likes women. Oh, you ready for some sexy men? Yeah, here's the thing. As a an adult entertainer, Bartek, mm-hmm. I think even you know, as an adult entertainer, that you don't perform your adult entertainment involving nudity towards children. <laughs> but these guys are different. They're from Australia. I'm guessing Queensland. And they They're say, like, "Yeah, it's totally fine." See that twelve-year-old boy? He wants to see my dick. What twelve-year-old boy doesn't? I mean, it would be a learning lesson. <laughs> Puberty. That's what it's supposed to look like? I mean, you're making jokes, Ryan, but it's in... supposed to have a didgeridoo in it. <laughs> you gotta, you just remember, Ryan, that in some European countries, they don't look at nudity as like a dirty thing or a sexual. You're thing. right. I should go to Europe and show children my penis. I mean, I, this one of the most popular... Buddy, you go do that. Buddy, let's go to Europe and show people our penises. Ryan, did you know that one of the most popular <laughs> Polish comedies is a movie called Sex Missio, which means sex mission? And it's... Is it popular with duck kids? Yeah. Does it show a penis? It shows a vagina, I know that. A shaved or a non-shaved? Uh... Why does that matter? Well, here's the reason. If it's not shaved, for some reason in the Western society, that's frowned upon. But who knows? In Europe, they like it shaved, not not shaved. If it's not shaved, there's less vagina to see. That's true. And if, if it's shaved, there's way more. I like you how you guys, you sound genuinely offended. Like, what's wrong with that? I don't want to disperse my information about pubic hair, but I have serious issues about it. <laughs> Are you trying to tell us something? I know you haven't developed yet, but was it weird that before? You That's great. grew in height, you developed pubes? What are you talking about? On your face. Oh, my pube face. <laughs> what are you talking about, Ryan? So, this is how a movie ends. Photo finish. Guys, the credits are rolling. I love that there's moments where you can just tell that they're goofing off as cast members. Mm. Before we get into our reviews and ratings and all that, is there anything you guys feel needing to talk about in this cinematic classic the guinea pig is so underrated <laughs> hashtag underrated hashtag i love that guinea pig hashtag gin life <laughs> also ryan you used the word underrated but uh how about a unappreciated she maybe? said underrated but yeah but you repeated in well i'm a, repeating it's a recency effect okay okay that's a sci- tell, that's a psychology tell me tell me what i did wrong you, you technically, technically are you repeating are you repeating everything because, because it's gonna it's be gonna kind be of a, a kind of a uh, what's that well, word what's that word uh, an, not an analogy not an analogy um, <laughs> an anachronism an anachronism because I was gonna, because say, I was that gonna say that Ryan didn't, didn't do anything didn't wrong, do anything but, wrong. Maddie did. but Maddie did <laughs> so when Ryan tells so Maddie when Ryan that tells she Maddie didn't do anything didn't wrong do anything then wrong. that's kind of a problem isn't it Ryan isn't it Ryan even though you said Ryan specifically means that it's not going to be a problem, so I kind of win. Fun fact, uh, Jim Henson's daughter was a producer on this. That's what we all need to know. Uh, fun fact, Will Rack. <laughs> Will Rack. So, um, no, is there anything 
want to bring up before we delve into our reviews and ratings? I just thought that the photo finish thing right there was a lot of fun because because they just looked like they were having a great time and it kind of reminds you of, or reminded me at least, of my childhood where things were simpler and you could just have fun being a bit more silly in this world that is now so dark because it's night time. There was a pregnant Sheila in this. Oh, you're right. But it wasn't a Getting on about Sheila. Was it at the when the farmy scene? No, it was when Madison started talking. Hey, you're pregnant, Sheila. <laughs> uh, you know. I have a lot of stuff going on. Apparently, it's because you died. I I died. You know when you die and you come back, there's a lot of stuff that comes back. There is. I'm having a ghost you can't baby. just reset your life without anything happening. You know, you've got to develop. You gotta shave your face and put band-aids on them. We did a lot of things for you today. And I hope you're proud. Anything you wanna bring up before we do our reviews and ratings? Anything that leapt out at you? Anything that you felt like we've left out of the discussion? Um, I don't think so. But I feel like um, I feel like it's a well rounded film. It is round like a bowling ball. It's round like you you start at the end. And you end at the start. I like it. Well, no, you start at the end, and then you end at another end. But it's like a circle. You start near the end. It's kind of like an infinity sign. You could just, like, keep watching it. You could if you press the repeat button. Yeah. In fact, I will, actually. Um, Radio, I don't have it. Sorry, guys. Don't have the repeat button. Your, Your copy's not legal enough, you're saying? My copy is so legal, it doesn't want me to repeat it. Um, Yep, okay. Well, I'm going to dive straight into my review. This film is a great film. It is a child-friendly film, but for the adults as well. There are many moments in which Jennifer Garner says penis, which is great. And the thing that got me about this was I went in blind not knowing about it, except for the fact that Bartek did mention to me that a, a critic that we both watch didn't like it so I was like mm, okay there's some negativity there there's some negativity and that negativity isn't just isolated incident I for however enjoyed it I thought it was a great film and I do scratch my head at why it doesn't get appreciated why it doesn't get love I think it's a smart children's fl- film that's outside a Pixar you know everything is measured by the standard of a Pixar or a Disney movie this is a live action Disney movie that's meant for kids and the family, and I think it really nails it. I mean, when was the last great live-action Disney family movie? That wasn't this. Exactly. Can't think of one, because they're very, very rare. This is a rare movie, and I am going to give it a rating of a very rare crocodile steak out of a very well-done Ed Oxenball. Because he's like got bull in his name. And ox. One of the things I want to bring up is when I looked up reviews for this, mainly negative, but in a lot of them they got um, actors' names wrong, and I just want to give you a highlight of a few of them. Ed Oceanball. <laughs> and you notice a C theme going on. The other one was... I really am a big fan of Steve. Steve is one of my favourite actors. He is one of my favourite of the comedians. I love Steve Coral. <laughs> <laughs> and then there was Jennifer Jennifer Garda. Ooh. And then there was Jennifer Gamer. <laughs> and instead of Gardner, they got this one real close. Jennifer Gadner. 
So, just a few. Um, Bartek, let's hear from you about what you had, to, what you have to say about this. I do agree with your review, Ryan. This was a refreshing film to watch, oh. especially you know coming from two thousand and fourteen, a year that wasn't you know very long ago. Um, great year for cinema. Great year for cinema. I can't quite remember what all the, like the big names. Guardians were. Galaxy came out that year. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, but uh, yeah, Avengers two. Avengers two. Really? No. <laughs> I, I felt like that was more recent than that. I didn't see it. So, Guardians of the Galaxy, Lucy with Scarlett Johansson was a big one. I like that. Mm. I like that one too. Nightcrawler, Birdman, all of them great. I just remember that was the year where I was Whiplash. A lot, lot, lot of pain. <laughs> you, Bartek, tell us about this film more so. <clears throat> Give us the pain. It's definitely one of the forgotten films of that year. Which is funny considering the fact that the book, um, the book version of Alexander and the Terrible, Horrible, No Good, Very Bad Day is quite acclaimed, I hear. Like it's, yeah, I never got read it myself. Me neither, but I think it might be just because it's more of an American thing. I'm Classic American. Not entirely sure, but I think it's like 40 years old. But this, that, that, even the book is obsessed with, the, the kid being obsessed with Australia. Apparently in the book, it's more so that his um, reaction to a lot of the things would be like, I wish I could move to Australia to get away from this. I don't know if he necessarily has all the memorabilia in that. One of the best lines in the book that I looked up that I wish was in the movie was like, Alexander's having a terrible day, but little does he know, even Australia has days like this. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty good. It's good. I wish it was in this movie, like, when the teacher's saying, like, you don't get Australia. It's like, this is the worst day ever. It's like, even people in Australia have days like this, son. <laughs> you should have said something like that. It would have been the best. Mm. But go on. Son. Look, Dad, I do think that this is a film worth showing to a family. And you are a family, Ryan, so I'm sure you Thank can God. agree to that. Um... <laughs> Just Madison just going. It is. It's linked. Despite all of its, you know, kind of crazy stretches, like the fact that like a day can be this bad, which you know might be realistic to some people, I do think that this film gives us a very realistic look at human emotions. The kid is, um, he's the third of four children in a family so he's technically in that middle child range Mm -hmm. and i he's malcolm from malcolm in the middle he i have been friends with someone who noticeably pointed out the fact that he was a middle child and how it kind of was hard for him at home because yeah you're not you're not the youngest but you're also not the oldest you're in that middle ground of oh you haven't been around the longest but you're also not the freshest Turd um, on the block, yeah. Freshest turd on the block. You're just a bit more <laughs> rotten. You're not white yet, but you're not brown either. <laughs> mm. So I, I can definitely sympathise with him, and especially that scene um, at the quote-unquote dinner during the bright sunlight and all of that. Um, he does have that whole thing of pointing out how great everyone's day was, but how miserable his was, and I feel like that was a very very sympathetic, almost empathetic scene because there was that whole bit about Jennifer Gardner, his mum. Is it Gardner or Gardner? Garner. Garner. Okay, there's no D. There is no D. Okay. Um, there, there is she ain't getting the D from Ben no more. <laughs> there is that one point where 
Um, he says that nobody cares about him, and then she just kind of is like, we do care, and then she cuts to something else. Yeah, she's she's kind of like that, isn't she? Yeah, and compared to that whole notion I heard from Midnight Screenings about how this kid is, I, I can't remember the exact words he used there, but it was basically dancing around that whole first world problems, people have worse days than this, it's not that bad, because... It, one of the things that he really pointed out was the fact that the kid talks about how it was the worst day ever. I feel like if you put yourself into the context of this film, relate everything to, you know, what he would naturally experience. Like, yes, he is a middle-class white boy who does have a family that loves him and food, but... <laughs> and food. <laughs> and food. That's important. And Australian memorabilia. I'm sorry, I forgot that. Um, ne- remember, never tread on your brother and never, ever eat. Never, ever eat. That's a wise <laughs> word from a reviewer from a Zathura episode. So remember that, Madison. I'm glad you remembered what episode it was from, because I couldn't remember the movie. Um, but now that I remember Sam Noonan's reactions, yes. Um, I think that he was sympathetic, because you have to look at characters in the context that they grow up with. Mm. And I think that that makes this a successful film, and it just needs people to watch it, which is kind of a conclusion we can come to with any episode, any movie we do on this show. But I feel like this one is definitely up there in the terms of the greatest films we've done. Hmm. Yes. Excellent. Your rating? The rating that I would give this film, what to give it, what to give it, I would give it all of the Jacksons out of five. Yes! Mm. Mad Max. It's your turn now. Mad Dog Max um, Rose Maddie Come on I have so many things to say I love this movie Of course you do It's magical In more than ways than one um, How a day can be that bad and that long Like they get so much done If that's not an inspiration to kids everywhere And just adults Everyone watching it They're like wow They did so much in that day There was like job interviews They saw a play They had like, five events in that day Like there was tux, there was prom, going out for dinner. There was so much stuff done that day that even though it was done so badly... I just realised something. What? You remember how the line was when to get uh, the, the sister to the play was to bring her back by three? Yeah. On that day and the day before, what day does a school day end? Uh, 3.30? But... But that's so that explains why the dinner was during the sunlight, right? Of course, because because school day ends early. I mean, when I finished school at three thirty, I would have dinner at four, obviously. Uh, Mad Mad Dog, Maddie, Madster, Mad (laughs) Mad 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 Magazine. Um, (laughs) Keep going. Um, How could you? I just I just loved it. Um, I love animals in films. Um, I love people singing in cars with no backup music. Acapella. That is like that is me every day of my life. Yeah. Just in the car. Because your radio is broken. Yeah. Stuff the radio and just make noises and listen to myself. Um, yeah. I don't know. I just it speaks to me and I love it. And now tomorrow I will be productive i will get so much shit done she's gonna get at least three events in her life three i am gonna like see a play and and go to prom get high and that too do my driver's license you know like i'm gonna sit my i already have a driver's license but i'm gonna sit it again yeah you're gonna sit it again and fail it to yeah. learn a lesson and i'm gonna sit it in my own car did you guys do your driving test in your own car 
I didn't. I don't have a driver's license. I'm still on L's. But you've had to do. Oh my god! (laughs) No, but he's had to do driving tests, and you've not done it in driving lessons. I mean, yeah, I had driving an instructor test. nine times. Haven't you had to do driving tests even to get your L's? No, you have to do no, an online like, test. Oh, that's... Well, Madison, keep us going with your amazing review. Yeah, anyway, I think it's amazing that he sat in his own car, because I don't think that's a thing here. No. I'm pretty sure you have to sit in their car. Yeah, where they have, like, the special wheel. Yeah, and they have, like, um, brakes and stuff to stop yeah, you from, like... Yeah, well, you know, this is America, where, you know, they have guns. And they drive on the left. Oh, oh, straight in the left. That's not right. Do you have a rating for us? Oh my god, uh, rating or more um, to say even, if you want. I think I, I'm speechless. That's what this film has done to me. It's made me speechless. It's made me speechless. I love Steve Carell. Yeah, he is amazing at just being a dad. I wish my dad was a farmy. Was that the farmy? Yes. Farmy. Um, no, for me, I can't remember. So you wish your dad was your mum. Great. <laughs> I'm like, Dad, why don't you take me to postnatal classes? Does he have a beard? He doesn't. So, so he is your mum. So he's my mum. So he's not me. I'm like, Mom. If your dad doesn't have a beard, then you have two mums. Okay. Is the legendary you have a song. With that, two mums. No, I don't mind having two mums. That's why I'm so messed up. Yeah, that's it. That's the reason. <laughs> Give us a rating, girl um, or boy or it. <laughs> Creature. I'm gonna give it seven guinea pigs out of Steve Carell. That's a lot of Carell. <laughs> What's the conversion rate on that? Well, Steve Carell, from what her approximation is, is the size of seven guinea pigs <laughs> combined. Yeah. So like it's basically you, like a hundred percent. Yeah, hundred. Okay. If you like line them all up on top of each other. So, so hold on a second. Hold on, yeah. If you have two mummies, then where come from the sperm? Jesus. She is a sperm. <laughs> I am Jesus, the second coming. The third coming. Of Trist. <laughs> <laughs> so, guys, I have reviews from IMDb. Bartek has also got some comments from YouTube. Bartek, do you get these comments from YouTube from the trailer? I did. Anywhere else? Just the trailer? This time, just the trailer. Fantastic. Well, I've got some great reviews from IMDb. I'm going to start off with... Now, here's something... A lot of negative reviews. There are only nine pages of reviews, and there are only very few ten-star reviews. A lot of five-star reviews and lower. I've got a five-star review straight off the bat. It's very simple, but straight to the point. It's called Simple Movie for the Family on a Sunday. The reason I gave I give this a five out of ten is that this movie is is a good one for the kids. A movie with a simple lesson to accept the bad days and enjoy the every good one. To be more positive. About the movie, out of my point of view, well, not that awesome, but you can't expect a lot of this kind of movies. Steve Carell didn't perform at his best, that is obvious, but that wasn't even necessary. After all, this whole movie was from the point of view of Alexander. Of course, they did choose to make it a little childish. I believe the acting was also based on the viewer to be around 5 to 10 years old. Some simple jokes... Not a lot of jokes where to use the brain, but more of the eyes. <laughs> and then I'm going to read one more. Now, this is an eight-star review written in 2014. So the movie came out. This review is spoilers. And uh, it's called Judy Verost wrote, wrote the story in 1972, dot, dot, dot. 
And this, just for context, is written by Edgar Allan Poe. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, and it's since it's dot dot dot, he wants me to read it, the intro, along with the thing. So here we go. Joe, Judy Verost wrote this story in 1972. But there was no reason to make it into a movie till now. Then the humanitarians at the Walt Disney Company realized that Verost's book could be adapted as an apt allegory for all ages to illustrate the plight of the American 99% as the one percenters suck up all their resources in order to top off their hobbit dragon smaug-like mountains of gold. <laughs> Child gets sick? No money for doctors, so the parents are forced to let daughter Emily self-medicate and disastrously misdose. Baby Trevor possibly poisoned? No money for the ER, so the elder Coopers simply cross their fingers and hope for the best. Serious burn to Father Ben's arms? He better just learn to write with his feet. Family minivan falling apart? Just park it in the driveway as the tires slowly flatten. And let Mum Kelly borrow bicycles for her daily commute. The Coopers represent the vast majority of Americans. And they're not having just a very bad day, but a terrible, horrible life. Disney is using this film as a subliminal call to arms, urging us to hit the streets with pitchforks and take back our livelihood under the Declaration of Independence. That's why the nickname for this outfit is The Mouse That Roared. <laughs> that's the end of the, and that's the, and that's the end of the review. How many stars was it again? Uh, eight. Oh, okay. So they liked sense. it very much. It was a cold arms. Yeah. So only eight. Like, <laughs> if it was a full revolution, ten. <laughs> Bartek, give us some YouTube comments. Now, YouTube is a very interesting place in comparison to IMDb because in IMDb, it feels a lot more secluded. Like, mm. like you don't really read the reviews on IMDb and no, you can't really comment on them properly in the yeah. reviews. But YouTube's a different kettle of fish. People can just reply like that. We've got quite a bunch of replies this time, Ryan. Are people nice... Or are they being naughty? Oh, they can be. Are you being nice, Mad? I'm always nice. Mad is nice. Nice. Baby. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice baby. We can't afford the copyrights to... Oh, thank you, um, Ryan, finally. Parody... You know, Ryan, earlier this episode, <laughs> I actually <laughs> sang a line <laughs> from a song, and I was really surprised you didn't, you know, call we me can't, out on we it. Can't, we can't afford the rights to par- even parody someone... Doing a ripoff of Under Pressure by Queen and David Bowie. Okay, we can't. We just can't afford it. I mean, I, I know I said earlier we're very big, but you know I don't want to open that we're kettle not, of worms. We're not cool as ice. We're not as cool as the kids on the block. So, but all right. This comment starts with a quote from the trailer. <clears throat> For Alexander, life couldn't get worse. Oh no. Yes, he has a home to live in, a bed to sleep on, food to eat, a school to learn, people to talk to, two parents, a brother who could protect him, and enough money to provide basic needs for an individual. Individual. Yeah, now let's talk about kids in Africa, dot, dot, dot. And that's the end of the comment. They never talk about the kids. <laughs> yeah. They never talk about the kids now in Africa. Now let's talk about the kids in Africa. So isn't this guy a what bit of a gonna say? fucking cocksucker? He's telling people what to talk about... Wouldn't it be a surprise if the twist was, and now let's talk about the kids in Africa. Why you love the movie. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, me. 
<laughs> Alright, the next comment is another naughty naughty. <clears throat> naughty naughty Madison. It just simply reads as more like Disney and the terrible, horrible, no good, very bad movie. Well, that really nailed them now. Yep. And there's, and there's another one that's negative, but this one has responses. So we oh, know good. That okay. Thank God someone's defending the art. <clears throat> the initial comment is, boy, this looks terrible. Oh, man. Dot, 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 dot. Response. It's funny. Response. Yeah. Shut up, you. You have no taste or sense of humor whatsoever. And there's one more response. You don't know how horrible and... It, Inappropriate the movie spoiler they say in penis dump and male strippers at the end. <laughs> you know what I would have replied with that? Yeah. Can I read that comment? Where is it? Uh it's this So I would have said like um boy this looks terrible and then I would have said boy it looks horrible and then boy it looks no good and then boy this looks very bad and then yeah. boy what a day <laughs> I can just spell out the whole fucking movie. Mm-hmm. Give me some more butter. This next comment is more Fill positive. Fill me up. It's, I laughed. That's enough to make me want to see the movie. It's very cute, isn't it, Ryan? Give us Simple. Give us your next one. I see some you got some replies there. There are a lot of replies. People this love ne- replying. This uh, next one, know. initial comment. From my perspective, this is a great movie. Especially when Alexander's family has a bad day, but Alexander doesn't. Response. It's obvious that the <laughs> it's obvious that is a so good movie, especially when Alexander's brother chose his family and left his girlfriend, and the scene when the whole family were singing in the car. It was just an amazing thing. And then the last response is, "Thank you for the spoilers." <laughs> <laughs> well, I've got an amazing review here from the magical dimension that is Norway. It is a six-star review. Mm-hmm. Hold on to your trousers. Because mm-hmm. this review contains spoilers. It's called OK Movie, but... <gasps> OK Movie, but... <clears throat> Film review of the movie Alexander and the Terrible, Horrible, No Good, Very Bad Day. Introduction. Alexander and the Terrible, Horrible, No Good, Very Bad Day was launched in 2014 by Disney and was directed by Miguel Arter. Arter. Ah, I'm just going to call him Miguel. Alexander and the Terrible is a comedy and family film with an age limit or with an age limit year nine plus. It was produced by Sean Levy, Dan Dan Levina, and Lisa Henson. Main actors: Steve Carell as Ben Cooper, Jennifer Garner as Kelly Cooper. Dylan Remind, <laughs> that's his middle name, Remind, it's probably pronounced different, Dylan Remind Gillette as Anthony Cooper, Karis Dorsey as Emily Cooper, Ed Oxenbull as Alexander Cooper, and Elise Vergares and Zoe Vergares as Baby Trevor. <clears throat> Main action. The film begins with Alexander wakes up in the morning. <laughs> That that makes sense. The film begins with Alexander wakes up in the morning. Everyone else has a glorious day. He goes to brush your teeth. (laughs) 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 And he goes to brush your your teeth. And her sister, Kelly, discovers gum in his hair. He ends up cutting cutting a piece of hair. The mother can be vice president. The father can join a game company as video game programmer. 
his brother has a perfect life with girlfriend and will run up to the driver's license. <laughs> and her sister, and her sister <laughs> has got the role of, of a Peter Pan play at school. He comes to school and learns that Philip Parker's having a party. Not birthday. <laughs> Not... <laughs> That's to be just to go away from the review for a second. I didn't realize that the kid Philip, it wasn't his birthday that he was having a party for. He's just having a party. But back to the it's review. It's a line in the movie. I forgot. A party, not birthday. On Alexander's birthday, everyone will go to his party. Alexander set fire to crush his lab book. <laughs> <laughs> he ran after day with more and more bad luck. The next day was. The he was the was the his birthday. <laughs> his desire that everyone in the family got to know how his day was every day. Alexander has an absolute perfect day. Philip Parker has gotten chicken pox and his party is cancelled. While Alexander has an absolutely perfect day. Has everyone else in the family an absolutely terrible, no good, no good, no good, very bad day? (laughs) Maura, Maura nearly lost your job. (laughs) Dad's interview did not go well. Baby Trevor ate a pen. (laughs) Sorry, there's that statement. It is funny. Baby Trevor ate a pen. Her sister is very ill and his brother crashed the car and did not pass a driver's license test. They go to the doctor and get cough syrup to Emily, but Emily, drinking everything, <laughs> gets much cough syrup <laughs> and becomes high. They put that in inverted commas. And becomes high before the play. She crashes the whole scene and the whole spectacular was ruined. No job and was promoted to vice president of the company. That's a new sentence, by the way. Uh, <laughs> his father got an interview at a Japanese restaurant. The interview is going very well. He managed to get ten shrimp in a row in the mouth <laughs> while a cook... While a, wait, hold on. In the mouth. While a cook tossed shrimp on him. But he is set on, but he is set on fire. He was a fierce pirate. <laughs> <laughs> He got the job because the game designers thought he was cool, had good ideas on space. Simulator game. That was sent for a sentence. Yep. So it comes to Alexander's birthday. It was an alligator in the house. Parent had rented in a whole Australian zoo in the garden. Alexander loves Australia. Throughout his room is covered by Australian souvenirs. The party was fighting well. There were many cubs basis of the school and the whole class to Alexander arrived at the party, but they had rented three cowboys to the party, which was actually male strippers. Cowboys understood that it was a children's party they had been hired into. Therefore, they began to dance with backflips and cool tricks to the children who watched. Environment. The environment in the film. Now, hold on for a sec. Think of Bartek's review. He said a little thing about, like, they had there was lots of, like, green sunniness because you were me- mentioning the dinner breakfast. Yep. Hold on to that. <clears throat> the environment. The environment in this film is very sunny. They spend much of the color green. 
they spend much of the color green. Mm-hmm. The film seems to be filmed in the USA with typical yellow school buses and chemistry labs. The action takes place most at school, at home, on the street, and at work. It's very calm atmosphere and environment in the film. Means and camera. The film seems to be in the present, 2014. They use modern technology to daily use, for example, phone and PC. There is much joy between families and friends expected since it is a children-slash-family film. Alexander's values are family and friends. The protagonists have no form of special development. No one... No one who was naughty... Or nice, that was good or bad. (laughs) That's the end of the sentence. Film is told by Alexander with narration through film. There was tension curve when the family got unlucky, and highlight when the family gathered and tried to resist bad luck. The film will be shown at eye level. (laughs) (laughs) I want to see a bird's eye now. You mean like eyeball level? Yeah, like your eye level. The film will be shown at like... You know, like medium shots and normal like shots. What floor? Like level? Like level? No, 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 no. It, the film would be shown at eye level slash normal perspective. Comrade moved very smooth. <laughs> <laughs> and then V see people in a half close and close image. We see we see the environment in the lights of people who are in focused on the edited. The edited movie to a leisurely pace. The cliffs sometimes between people and shows the drive sometimes. Quality. (laughs) Tuning of the film is quite kid-friendly. Widely started quietly and walked faster when Alexander wanted the family bad luck that birthday wish. I think the movie is trying to tell us that some days are just too poor to try and fix. And that man should be happy in family and friends. I think the moral of the film is that no one should not wish bad things over his family. And that some days are just too bad to fix. This film, the film is suitable for teenagers. They had some some jokes slash scenes that were a little inappropriate for children under 12 years. E.g. that Emily was high... Male strippers. Without those, it had been clear seven to nine age limit. Self-assessment would recommend it to a family and a friends to watch. The full stop. (laughs) It's a good movie to watch if you are bored. It shows what the family can achieve if they just stand together. Seems movies was pretty good. Was somewhat inappropriate jokes and the scenes in the film... There are many funny scenes where the family has unimaginable bad luck. Otherwise, it was a good film with humorous scenes and a good end where the family gets together and have a good day. I think... I therefore... I therefore, I think, this movie deserves a 6 out of 10. (laughs) (laughs) Bartek! Yeah? You're going now. Have fun following Norway. That was so in-depth. I I feel like... It was so in-depth... That was like an essay. But not in depth. He did. Well, yeah. It's like, why did he give it a six? Yeah. He he, look, it. it sounded like a 10 star review. And then he's yeah. like, it's like if I just said to you, man, oh man, Alexander's Day was like my favorite film of the year. Five stars out of 10. 
I'm it, holding out for the better I felt one. robbed. It is a fact that, though, he did summarise the whole movie. But I think the environment portion onwards, I think there was a lot of intelligence put in there. It's just that, you know, his English is probably not their first But language, here's the thing so. I loved about it. If you read it, there's portions of it where it just becomes crazy with bad English. And then it straightens up and gets very formal, like very spot on. And it's just like... What happened in the middle there, buddy? Well, Ryan, I don't. Maybe think... he spilled coffee on his pants, and he's like, "Oh!" And he's like, and then what's the cool... typing? <laughs> yeah, you know, Ruffle, rolling on the floor, laughing. How can they still type that? Exactly, mad. Look, Ryan, Dog? I don't think you're one to talk because <laughs> because Dog. someone lost your job, Bartek. <laughs> yeah, and they brushed your teeth. <laughs> That's a frightening day. It's very sexual. What did YouTube have to say? Initial comment, this looks like a movie. Response, it looks like... Response, it looks like that to me too. Holy shit. Nailed it. Response, in all caps, OMG, same! Final response, no shit, Sherlock. And very, like, you know, grumpy and sad face. (laughs) No shit, Sherlock. What a fucker. Next (laughs) initial comment, because this one has responses as well. I love how... On YouTube, you can respond to people. You know, fun fact, I don't think... I responded to one YouTube thing once. I can't remember exactly what it was. Oh, it was a video for a film clip called Tight Pants. And it's, like, on purposely schlocky, schlocky looking. Like, she's obviously standing behind a green screen. And someone was like, jeez, you can tell that she's not actually in the forest. It's a green screen. And I, being a smartass, wrote, really? I couldn't tell. And I swear to you, that was two years ago. I get notifications of people being like, how could you not see that it was a green screen? And I just want to kill. And I reply to each one of them being like, no, they obviously had a budget to go out to the forest. And I just keep fueling that fire. It's been two years of the worst choice of my life. To be fair, I think you also did respond to Tyler's. Oh well, well that's a different Tyler's that's a different kettle of fish. No, that, but I mean, respond to a comment. Yeah. I I've written because you you were the initial comment for that one. Yes. Yeah. So, but I... <clears throat> another one initial comment. <clears throat> another American idiotic comedy about a perfect family love. Only in this one, they torture Australian animals in their garden. Nice dick. Dickheads. Dickheads being, you know... Thanks, vegetarian Um, vegans. The first first response is from the person who made the initial comment. Great. I'm Serbian. Oh. I guess he's from Serbia. Yeah. The next response is also from the person who made the initial comment. (laughs) Great. Great. I don't care what capital U support retrad. You're he's a, reach. a very angry person. The next he's from Syria. Re- <laughs> was it Syria? Serbia. So he's from Serbia. They're very angry. The next response is not from him. It's oh, thank God. The animals were CGI. <laughs> no, they weren't. Not all of them. Then the there's very or- few that was CGI. The original commenter <laughs> responded with, "What is that?" <laughs> and the final response said, "You're one dumb motherfucker." Which <laughs> <laughs> is just YouTube. Comments, culture, and you one dumb motherfucker. Um, do you have one more? Um, I have a few more. I can read one more if you have more. Yeah, give me more. I have two more. Um, and they are glorious. I have three more. The one that I'm up to right now is the shortest of the three. Give me one shorty boy. Well, this shorty boy is... It, it's a positive one. It's just a uh, statement that's Let's end on a positive note. Tr- 
Well, I mean, I have two more. Uh, yeah, I mean, like for the session. Or... Yes. And it's it looks, what our high hopes up. It's very simple. It simply says we need more these kind of movies. Great. I have a negative review. Um, <laughs> it's a two-star one called I'm more upset with the reviews than the movie. This review contains spoiler. Let's go right out of the gate, Madison. This is what they had to say. <clears throat> right out of the gate, oh. I gave this movie a two out of ten purely because it's a visually a Hollywood quality movie. It offers nothing else at all. The funny thing is the previous five to ten reviews all point out most of the same exact issues with the movie I found. First off, this is the ugliest cast of Hollywood movie I've ever seen. I love Carell, but let's face it, he's no model. Gardner has a disaster pie for a face. Oh! And the kids all look like the ugly cousins from out of state that you forgot you're related to. Alexander is an amazingly underdeveloped 12 year old and I get it at 12 not all kids are not physically mature but I think he would pass more for a 10 year old and of course his nemesis also looks like a 9 year old dressed from Justin Bieber's closet. I know these are the most superficial complaints of all time but visually Can you say that again? But visually, it's laughable. The 12-year-old version of myself could have picked on Alexander's older brother, so I find it all entirely unrelatable. Also, other users... This is true, guys. Also, other users notice there's something wrong with Alexander's mouth. Something very wrong. Some goofy, cock-jawed lisp. It made me... It, it makes every second of dialogue unbearable to watch and hear. It's offensive to two senses. Why did you cast this kid? Worst of all, I didn't expect a masterpiece. But with Corell, I had expectations of a G-rated knee slapper with some inoffensive family mishaps worth watching. But this movie is so out of touch with high school and preteen life, it's nearly the only laughable factor of the film. I'm in my early 20s, and the slang that's lumped into the film was on the way out of fashion when I was 12. Seriously, an axe body spray bit in a 2014-15? to 15? Are you kidding me? No surprise it's based on a book by an 80-year-old woman and screen written by a 40-year-old that I doubt has ever said the word tight in his life. I'm surprised the movie wasn't called LOL BRB. And the only way to reserve tickets was to call Mr. Movie Phone. Oh, and an 80 minute runtime including credits? I'm sure 120 minutes this could have be this could be a lethal dose of 2004 relevant material. Unbelievable. The ridiculous positive reviews near the bottom of the bottom of the reviews? A 10 out of 10? In what universe could this be a perfect movie? Have you ever even seen a movie? I understand an 8 out of 10 if you have poor taste. <laughs> Madison, I understand if you have an, yeah, an 8 out of 10 if you have poor taste, but a perfect 10 out of 10. This wasn't even the best family movie of the, of the year. It wasn't even a good family movie. Skip it at all costs and buy your kids Monsters, Inc. If you want a good family movie. Oh. And then I've got my last review here, Bartek. And this guy says, fuck you to that guy. Not literally, but in attitude. Like to that figuratively. Figuratively. His review is called Jesse's Review. 10 out of 10. 
Alexander and the Terrible, Horrible, No Good, Very Bad Day rocks. I got that movie in my head for like eight days. Steve Carell, you make me laugh like a duck. (laughs) (laughs) Jennifer Garner, your performance is totally outstanding. Dylan Minetti, you are also amazing and awesome in that style for the movie. And it's so cool. I love it. Karis Dorsey, you are amazing and beautiful actress because I love that Peter Pan style. Karis Dorsey is phenomenal and awesome. Ed Oxenbull, you're are the most amazing actor that I saw when I saw the trailer and the movie because that is a great work of style and a great work of acting and I love that. (laughs) You guys are awesome. So, 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 Donald Glover is super duper funny. This is a great Disney movie. Acting is fun. Just as a general comment. It's one statement. Like, acting is fun. Acting is fun. I love acting. The best scene in life is the kangaroo. I love it. It's better with great laughter and super and super comedy. Steve Carell is so awesome and funny and outstanding. And that's what IMDb had to say about this movie. Thank you, IMDb. I salute you for your magnificent pieces of work that you've given us, such as Jesse. I'm glad someone agreed with us. Jesse's girl. No, Jesse's review. We can't afford the copyright. So, um, do you salute the second last review? I do because he was honest. Mm. You got to salute the, the haters because they're putting their souls out there. I think if you don't have anything nice to say, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say it at all. But that guy wasn't just being a dick, like the negative guy. He was giving a service. Like, he was like, no, don't do this. It wasn't like he's like, I hate all of you because you like a movie and not offering any reasons why he doesn't like a movie. Bartek, what did YouTube have to serve us up? The wonderful land of YouTube, oh, where people tell you to go kill yourself and also say lol at the end of it so you think it's a joke. No. This one's more on the nanny state side of things, Ryan. I love the nanny. Fran Dress is great. Initial comment. um, And for some reason, this whole comment is a quote, because it's in quotation marks. Maybe it's a quote from the film. It's a quote from them. MRW stands for my reaction when. (laughs) MRW, I take my eight-year-old niece to a PG movie, and it has male strippers, says penis at least five times, and shows a middle school-aged girl getting drunk off cough syrup. Fun fact, that same comment was a review on IMDb that I didn't include. <laughs> so he quoted The exact okay. same. So that's actually a quote of an already existing IMDb review. Maybe that's why they're quoting it. Yeah, wow. they had, <laughs> that, that makes sense. That makes, maybe it's Mystery their review and they're like, well, i got to quote myself. I'm a famous reviewer. Have you heard of me? My name's Roger Ebert. <laughs> so the, the first response... <clears throat> Why, instead of keeping your children away from these words, which they are going to hear anyways a million times before they become eight, you don't teach them the meaning of those and to not say them. And by the way, trust my a child will never focus on the word penis. Won't, oh, they're wrong. <laughs> won't understand that the girl got drunk and definitely won't care about the stripers. They will probably be too blown away by the kangaroo and the crocodile. I mean, they are kids for God. 
semicolon s sake not easily but hurt adults <laughs> and the final response and this one's a weird one um i'm i, I want to know what this person's on about i hope they're okay this final response they censor some of the words oh that's good they're so, christian uh, they're a strong christian woman so, so i'll take a break and tell you when words are censored mm. oh thank god yeah, okay. When you use language like, and this word is censored, it's meant to be penis, but it's P, uh, pound symbol, um, percentage they use sign. The pounds? Oh, yeah. wow, they didn't use asterisks. I was going to say hashtag, but that's not right. Um, <laughs> hashtag penis. So, when you use language like penis, then you rate it PG 13, dumbass. When parents see Whoa. PG, they think for the most part it should be in the kids zone and appropriate in all caps for their child all caps. <laughs> hey, it's not appropriate at all. Open your eyes next time and think before you comment stuff like this. PG equals parental guidance. PG 13 equals parental guidance rated mostly for ages 13 plus. Kids don't know what strippers are. Strippers. And what a... Wait, they censored the word strippers. They're dumbass, yes. by the way, so that's already great. Yep. And what a penis is, and what it means to get drunk off cops, cough syrup. Now they do. <gasps> oh my god! Make I sure love you... how they censored little things. That they censored penis and yeah. strippers. But Those are the only getting ones they drunk... Censored. And dumbass. And dumbass. You have one more, man. Yes, and I wanted to end on this one because is I... it positive now? Yeah, yeah. It, it, oh, thank God. It's not so much about the movie, but it's about a recurring notion that we've heard in the past, Ryan, of uh, adaptations and a problem people have with them. Mm. And in fact, you read a review not too long ago that touched upon this comment. It was the one that said, like, it was written by an 80-year-old woman. Yeah, and... that classic hater. Yeah. So this one, I think it just sheds some light on the reality of some of these adaptations. <clears throat> And I think it might have been a response to something based on the way it started, but the, the, the things that it's responding to is not important. Oh, good. That's why they write the. That's why they write the books to tell the story their way. If filmmakers decide they want to adapt a novel, that's their vision mm-hmm. and their passion, not the author's. Hmm. Just because the author wrote the story, that in no way makes them knowledgeable of the filmmaking process. They can be around the production and lend advice to the filmmakers, but they shouldn't have any definitive say about the adaptation themselves. Emotional. Wise. Emotional words to end on. This is a bit of an emotional episode. I feel like we've really grown as people. I mean, Mad Dog has physically grown since the end of the episode. Grown a full centimetre. A whole centimetre. It's amazing, you know? Um, And that's, like, vertically, of course. Um, you know, not the fingers. Yeah, not the fingers. Like she's grown in height. I'm watching my weight, guys. She's watching it very hardly. She get like I watch it every day, and that's why she doesn't. She never ever eats. Did someone hit her in the head with a hammer? She got like a cartoon bump. No, 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 that's not. That's not the mad dog. The mad dog would bite them before that would ever happen. Okay. While watching weight. Protective of myself. Um, Bartek. You've grown too. Your beard has got slightly longer during this episode. I'm very proud of you. And I've grown emotionally, of course. Uh, <laughs> I've, through some family I came issues. in. I came in with resentment issues towards my family, and now I am my family. <laughs> Emotional. <laughs> Ready to start it all over again. That's right, folks. We're starting the episode again. 
Hello, Hi. listening people. Hello, listening. You're not supposed to say it. I'll say it. I'm Ryan Slewski. Hold on, let Madison have a go. She's she's only a one-time wonder. She's going to be dead for 11 months until we see her okay, next. Okay, okay. Let her end slash start the episode. It's a loop. I can't remember it all of it. It's hello, listening people. <laughs> hello, listening people. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Great <Hi>. job. <laughs> bye. <laughs> bye. Yeah, bye. Just bye. Bye. Don't you want to give them like a message that you always give them, right? Oh, oh yeah. Stay safe. Stay uh, safe. Yeah, actually, go do. To school. Uh, one of my messages is remember to be kind to each other yeah. and also support us. Spin Polish presents. You'll find us if you Google us. We have Facebook. We have YouTube. We have iTunes. Give us like a million dollars so that way mm. our next guest can be like a real person. Instead of, like, a fake person who's pretending to be the Madison that we knew from Black Annie. It's one of these pod people. I died 11 months ago. And now we've got a pod person. Other than that, um, this was fantastic. It was Spin Polish's not terrible, horrible, no good, very bad day, but actually Spin Polish's brilliant, wonderful, very good, very no no spin polish's spectacular wonderful yes good not very bad day fantastic day yeah Hmm. fantastic Uh, until next time guys remember we can't do each other that's the third fourth one for you just so you can get it into your head (laughs) so now that the episode's done i know why you're all here it's based on what i said at this point in the episode last week the fact that ryan slowinski was killed and there was a bunch of evidence left behind. So you're probably wondering what's up with that. Um, we did find the murderer. We did find them. Um, I'm not going to tell you who it is. Google it. Um, <laughs> Ryan is dead now, but he'll keep coming back for the show. So I... you don't need to worry about not hearing his voice. In yeah. fact, he's here right now. Yeah, I died. But like internally? On the inside? Yeah. This is going to be like 13 reasons why, but... Yeah, and one of the reasons why is life, you know? Shit happens. Shit happens. Sometimes you have a bad day and you just have to get over it. Sometimes you get murdered and you just have to move on. Madison and I both moved on and you could do it too. It it was a hard case to solve. We had to call, like, this foreign dude with a red bow tie to come solve and he's like, yep, that person did it and, you know, they were arrested. You know what? You should go admit someone murders and just say... Is that the red bow tie reference? I don't know no. who that person is. I was referencing Detective Conan, but you know you can do whatever you want. Conan O'Brien? Nah, it's, it's a Japanese thing. <clears throat> oh, nailed it. At least it. you know Midsummer Murders? Everyone I know Mid. There we go. Summer I, I like Summer. <laughs> I love Murders. Well, you were murdered, Ryan, so you would have some experience with that. Well, guys, keep murdering. No, no, you're not meant to say bye to them in this section. Oh. We're meant to do this section after you already say bye. Bye. Wait, did you hear that? I think it was a ghost. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a ghost!